the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy for Friday, April 20th. This hour, Hamlet at the Pittsburgh Public Theater. Our guest is Darren Elliker, demanding liberty, an untold story of American religious freedom. Brandon J. O'Brien is our guest at 435. Yes, they wander aimlessly so you can focus on the road. John Hall and Kathy Evans. <laughs> Just doing what we're called for, right? I'll be honest. Doing our best. You know, there are certain things that we excel at. I, I feel fine about it. I feel good. All over the place. We were just doing a little remodeling here in the office. We were. We were just moving some furniture right before yeah. we went to air. Talking about wandering aimlessly. And we right. got ourselves a new printer. Yeah, we got. And I have an incredibly clean office. Oh, that's impressive. What do you think? Oh, and with that clean office, I've got some video of you. Oh, yeah. Is that. Is that Can we uh, post that, Mike? Is that video up on uh, Facebook yet? That is up and running. Very is it? nice. Okay. Oh, yeah. Is if it? You've ever, if you've ever wondered about Kath and her domestic. Her, Domesticity. Domesticity, yes. Mm-hmm. Check it out on Facebook. The Ride Home with John and Kathy. If yeah. you ever wonder about my show prep, maybe that's what. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe no. that's why we wander aimlessly. Listen, I said, "Do you want the vacuum in your office?" And you were like, "No, I don't. I'm fine. No, I'm fine. Fine. I did it." I, and I thought, if someone offers you a vacuum, when do you ever say no? But you said no today. No, I was otherwise engaged. All right. You made up for it because you were like doing everybody else's. Heck yeah. I did Kenny Woods. I did classic mics. I was all about it. You didn't do mine. No, You just wanted me to do mine. Well, look, I'm not here to wait on you. (laughs) I even had a tip waiting for you in the studio. Yeah. Yeah, don't bet on horses. sitting right here. Still waiting. All right, John, may I be the first person to tell you? Tell me what? Tell you that your weekend has begun. Oh, yes. It's six minutes past the four o'clock hour on a lovely Friday afternoon. In this corner of the world, all is right and well. I love it so much. All right, John, when you were a kid, you grew up in Swissvale. I grew up in Westview in the North Hills. And uh, you were in the East Hills. And did you have a cobbler? Yes, I did. Okay, Mm -hmm. with like a family cobbler. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We called him shoe repair. Okay. Do you remember his name? We called him a cobbler. Uh, I I do not know his name. No, I okay. forget that. That's slipped to the bounds of my memory. We had the Ross Shoe Service, mm. which is was at the corner of Center Avenue and Route 19. Mm-hmm. And Ross, that was his first name. And he, I remember when he finally retired, I think I was in college. <laughs> this is funny how you are. I was incredulous. Like, he retired? Like, what do you mean you're retiring? <laughs> Yes. Like, he had no right to retire. Right. Like, that's the way I talked about it. Like, yeah. what? Meanwhile, the guy is probably 80 years old. He, oh, he easily 80. Right? All these guys. Right. All these. Uh, our shoemaker was between Grana's Market and Isley's. And he was a little, like all these, a little Italian guy. Mm-hmm. So was Ross. Inside his domain. 
It was a cluttered, crazy so mess. So was Ross's. Just stuff mm-hmm. everywhere. And, and it smelled of chemical. Of, of course it did. I was going to say, did it smell when you walked in? Yes. I mean, Ross's place smelled like, like if you weren't ready for it, it could knock you over when you walked in. I think most of these guys spent their, their lifetime a, yes. a little intoxicated. Maybe not, maybe yep. more than a little. That's, that's right. Those poor guys. What about now? Now, um, you know, for years I went to a guy in Bloomfield when I lived in Bloomfield. He... I left him. I protested. He gave away a pair of uh, Ferragamo shoes. The, uh, I used to work for Ferragamo. He gave them away. So what do you I, mean he gave them away? He just gave them away. I, I went. Wait, there. You took you took them in to have them repaired, and he gave them away. Yeah. What? Yeah. He was like, I, th- I didn't think they were coming back. I was like, it's been What's less that? than a month. <laughs> I'm coming back. See, to me, someone pilfered them, and he was just kind of. So then I was kind of rootless for a while. Now I have a shoe repair guy who I love in Squirrel Hill. Okay. But I got to be honest. I mean, how often do you go to get your shoes repaired? Well, I get my sh- here's. I don't get my shoes repaired very often. But if I find a pair of shoes I like, I always have um, like resold. Not resold, but you know, before you have to get to the resold, you can like reinforce your soles. Oh, sure. You know, like little, put little tips on them and mm-hmm, tips on. Mm-hmm. I do that a lot. I see. There used to be a guy in Edgewood who he, he was a young guy. I mean, I'm saying young, like probably early 40s. So as far as the shoemaker yeah, concerned, is, yeah. this was like the first lap. Right, right. But he left the business. And so for a while there, you kind of, I mean, who's going to be a shoemaker today? Not well, many guys. Well, I'll tell you, I still go to Northway Shoe Service, which is uh, at the corner Northway of- Northway Mall? McN- well, it used to be a Northway Mall. Now it's like kind of next to Northway Mall. I see. They're outstanding. Are they really? Yes. That's where I go tonight. Now, okay, Mike, new Mike, get on the mic here. So you're 30 years old. Are you 31? How old are you? 31. 31. Mm-hmm. Do you go to a shoe guy? No. Any, Never. Anytime I have- in issues with my shoes, if they're broken or anything, I don't visit a cobbler. What do you I, do? I visit the Goodwill. You should drop them off. Oh, the Goodwill. Really? Just uh-huh. buy new shoes. I feel like I want Mike to know my cobbler. Well, the, the, I need one. You, you do. I think everybody does. The problem is, though, that we, we've become accustomed now to cheap shoes. Right. I, that is true. And so they're not worth repairing for the most part. Right. right? They're just, That's a good point. I mean, some, most shoes aren't worth repairing. Right. Because we're going but to don't pay you, less. Don't you yeah. feel if you have a pair of shoes? Maybe this is just because I'm a woman and I have to wear heels. No, no, no. For to, to dress events, but I feel like if I find a pair of shoes that are really comfortable, oh, yeah. I, I want to invest in them because Me I'm. Too. It's hard to find a pair of shoes that work. I loathe to give them up. Yeah, I really am too. So happily to go. So okay. So you bring this up because why? Well, just because we were talking about neighborhood things, neighborhood services, like oh yeah, sure, sure. The, the uh, your dry cleaner. I got a dry cleaner. I've got in uh, your neighborhood. No, no. Yeah, see, I don't our either. dry cleaner left our neighborhood. Yeah, so did they, mine. they went out of business. So Mike, do you have a dry cleaner? I do. Okay. Giant Eagle dry cleaner. All right. All right. That's not really a dry cleaner, but it is, I guess. It I mean, is a dry cleaner. Well, I mean, it's like, you, you drop know, your clothes off. You I guess. You clean I mean, them. You, know, you pick not, them up. I guess pretty much what a dry cleaner yeah, does. Knock no, but, them off. But it's not like, you know, Tony, my dry cleaner. Oh, what is he got to be, Italian guy? No. Okay. <laughs> you have the nose first name? Frederick, my dry cleaner. Tina, my dry cleaner. Okay. I mean, I don't have a personal dry cleaner i mean i go to the same place but you I don't, don't have like someone you like call them hey how you doing betty no really i go to my dry cleaner is ron ron modder well listen to how john is like the end with his dry cleaner no, no, I, didn't you get into an argument with your with your with uh, ronnie i did yeah we cleared it up <laughs> <laughs> john's so close to his dry cleaner they're having arguments well i did i you know i kind of popped off this and is why so I did he. Giant eagle. no 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 he's no. messing with like we're fine. We're, I, angry people. I, yeah, I had a little, little tiff there with Ron. I go to Dutch Girl Dry Cleaners on McKnight Road. Dutch Girl. I like them very much. Very nice. How about um, how about a bakery? Neighborhood bakery? I do have a neighborhood bakery. Do you? Yeah. Yeah, I have a bakery right right in Westview. In my really? I'd love to have a, our neighborhood. You know, that's gone. That's gone. There was a time, in, you know, in Swissvale, there were like 
three barbers within a five minute walk, mm-hmm. several bakeries. Yeah, you missed that. A, a couple of dry cleaners. I was driving by my dry cleaner in Swissville the other day. They're tearing the building down. The building has been condemned. Not only is the dry cleaner had. gone, the building is almost gone. Here's the cool this was this was home and cleaners in Swissville. When I was a kid, they used to dry clean the pirates' uniforms, oh, and they used to cold. hang Roberto Clemente's uniform in the window. Oh, my gosh. Oh, As a little kid, we'd walk by there and go, oh, Roberto. <laughs> and I remember a guy going in, could we just touch that, please? May I just touch the uniform itself? <laughs> All right, so do you guys go to barbers or do you go to stylists? I no. used to go to barbers. I go to a barber. When I lived in Philadelphia, I had my own barber. He was great. Very well, nice guy. Oh, now you kind of go to that super cut thing. Yeah. Supercut. You need or, a barber, Mark. You, need a, you just need a regular guy. What about the sports guy. clips where you can sports love clip. sports clips? Why? Because you get you get a head massage. They put a hot towel on your face. No. Oh my gosh, it's wonderful. You sit in this vibrating chair. No, that's a it's vibrating great. chair. I could do that great. at Kennywood. Look, every guy needs their own barber. You need somebody who knows your head. That's I weird. It's not what, weird. <laughs> that is. Yeah, I think it is. <laughs> no, it's not. I, do you I have mean, your? Wait, wait, wait. Do you have your own stylist, Kath? Yeah, I do. Exactly. Right. So is that weird? I'm really partial. No, because we're it's a girl thing. So it's how not- do you pick your own barber? Do you like blindfold them and to, okay, he has to choose my head. He oh, has I to shop, like, I shop around. Oh, I sh- there's John's head. I shop around. You know, I've got Enrico. Enrico. He's on uh, Fifth Avenue in Oakland. And you have to really love Enrico because it's a pain to get to Enrico's shop. Yeah, but he's a good guy. He's, he's a great it. guy, but yeah. it's not like he has his own parking lot. Well, I park at the church and walk <laughs> exactly. down. Exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah. And that's not Enrico's parking yeah. lot. So there was a day, right, when you had your own barber, your own bakery, your own dry cleaner, your own shoe repair. Now it, it's hard work to get that. It is. Like the my... service industry. I mean, who's, who's going to want to do that? Who right, goes up I and know. goes, you know, I want to be a barber? Well, no, that's not true. A lot of guys want to be barbers. But who wants to go into the dry cleaning service? Right. The chemicals, the toxicity, people are saying, I'm not going to do that. The bakery thing, I love that, but that's a tough business. Let me just say the best thing about my bakery, which is right in West U.S. Route 19. My bakery. <laughs> Jenny Lee. Gunther's. That was my Gunther's. I can't actually remember. Frank's. It starts with an S. Oh, that's, that's, <laughs> a that's my favorite that. recipe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> listen. It starts with an S. I see you really close with them. You vacuum for them I too, mean, Ken. <laughs> no, listen. I can actually like imagine the like logo, and mm-hmm. I can't remember what it says inside. Anyway, yes. here's the thing that's so Sorry. good about it. And if you go on Route 19 in Westview, there's only one, so it's not like you're going to get confused. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's a bad marketing ploy. My my bakery is S. Listen, what's good about it is that every bakery has like 10,000 donuts. And I'm not into donuts, but you know what they have? Mm. Muffins. Mm. They like, have blueberry muffins, muffin. cranberry orange muffins, and apple cinnamon muffins. Mm. Bring it home. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's what I say. So thank you, I love, S. I lo- we love S's muffins. <laughs> I mean, the best muffins you'd ever want to have. Oh, God. Yeah, so I got a little uh, throat thing here. I'm kind of feeling like a little Barry White today. Are you? Friday. <laughs> Thank God it's Friday. All right. Thank you. Thank God it's Friday. That's pretty good, John. Thank you. I like it. We giving away pucks today? Yeah, we're going we're gonna to give away some Word FM championship pucks that are very cool that are all over the Word FM studios. Yeah. Why are we like doing that? Over. Why are we doing that? Because the Pens are going to close out mm. round one of the playoffs this evening. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, so uh, let's take a break. Yeah, coming up next, we're going to talk about theater in Pittsburgh. Hamlet premieres at the Pittsburgh Public. The theater, the theater, what's happened to the theater?
101.5 WORD. Years of earthquakes and hurricanes have made life in Haiti extremely difficult. Families have no means to send their children to school or even provide food. But through Cross International, you can give a Christian education, food, and the healing gospel message to a desperate child in Haiti for a year for just $110. Call now and change the life of a Haitian child. 1-866-622-6878 or give at wordfm.com. Individual results may vary. He wasn't developing relationships with other children. He's mainly played by himself. I couldn't find anybody to help me. We did the psychiatrist and the psychologist and the neurologist and all the different ologists trying to find something that worked for him. School really wanted him medicated. I knew that Brooke could connect the dots, so to speak, because there was something just disconnected for her. Something Brain Balance did for me was help me understand why Louis was the way he was. What Brain Balance did was give us a very distinct game plan. We're going to get from point A to point B, and this is how we're going to do it. At school, the teachers can't believe the change that has come about. Now he has a voice, whereas before he didn't have one. So for that, we're so grateful to Brain Balance. It's just been amazing what Brain Balance has done for her. It's a totally different life. Why just mask your child's learning and behavioral issues when you can get to the root of the problem? Call Brain Balance today and make a real difference in the life of your child. Call 724-390-9012. That's 724-390-9012. You run your HVAC unit more than you run your car. But would you go a whole year without servicing your car? Prolong your unit's life and avoid expensive breakdowns with Pellis Heating and Cooling. Pellis will service your system to keep your unit running strong. Of course, if you have an emergency, a Pellis Tech is available 24 hours a day with after-hour calls returned within 15 minutes. Keep your family comfortable with a comfortable family company. Pellis, P-E-L-L-E-S, at PellisHVAC.com. Hello, everybody. I'm Tunch Elkin, and I'd like to invite you to join me, head coach Mike Tomlin of the Pittsburgh Steelers, Leon Scrum from Atlanta, and Ed Glover of Urban Impact for Man Up Pittsburgh on Saturday, June 9th at Victory Family Church in Cranberry. Come experience fellowship, prayer, worship while hearing powerful messages and attend breakout sessions, all designed for us to up our games as godly men and mentors. From high schoolers to grandfathers, this is for you. Register today at manuppittsburgh.org. Hosted by Urban Impact and brought to you locally by Chick-fil-A of Pittsburgh. Each year, over 1,500 homes and businesses across the tri-state are not replacing their cracked and sagging driveways, sidewalks, and foundation slabs. Instead, they're restoring them like new with A1 Concrete Leveling and Foundation Repair for 50 to 70% less in a single day. A1 Superior Process doesn't use foam chemicals but natural limestone grout, so there's no dangerous off-gassing and no mess. Eliminate tripping hazards and save money with the area's premier concrete leveling company. Visit A1Now.com. I think it's fair to say that when you mention William Shakespeare to people, they get a little antsy, nervous, nervous, a little frightened, intimidated, perhaps. Well, the Pittsburgh Public Theater is producing Hamlet by William Shakespeare. It's already underway and runs through Sunday, May 20th. And our very own Darren Elliker is with us. Now, if you listen to Word FM for any length of time, you've heard Darren's voice many times. Darren is our creative and production director here. And Darren himself is in the play. He is not Hamlet himself. But, Darren, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, John. Kathy, good to see you. Good to see you, too. All right, Darren. So, first off, your role in Hamlet is? I am playing the ghost of Hamlet's father. Mm -hmm. And I'm also playing uh, another character who is 
the first player and also the player king. He plays the player king when there's a play within a play. Yes. Hamlet uses theater to entrap his uncle uh, and to catch his conscience. And so as this troop of players arrives, he uh, he asks the first player, the head of the company, as it were, to put on this play called The Murder of Gonzago before his uncle because he's hoping to reveal his conscience and see how he reacts. Mm. So I play the player king in the play within the play of Hamlet as well as the ghost. I see. So for those who are um, unaware, talk to us about, uh, just give us a brief sketch of what Hamlet's all about. Sure. Uh, Hamlet is, uh, you know, he's very despondent. His his father has died. And within just a couple of months, he his mother uh, has remarried to his uncle. Uh, and, and so... Uh, he's not sure really, he can't put quite his finger on why, aside from the fact that his mom is remarried now and the family is broken, uh, somebody else is now in between him and the throne as the rightful successor. And, um, and so he's despondent and his friends come because they've been seeing this apparition appear nightly and they take it as some omen and they come to him to say that they have seen his father. And so he goes with them to the, the walls of Elsinore. Uh, and uh, as they're waiting there, the ghost who I play reappears again and then invites Hamlet to come to uh, confer with him privately. And, and then he reveals what has really happened, which is that his uh, Hamlet's uncle, Claudius, had uh, come and killed the king while he was asleep in his garden by poison, pouring poison into his ear. I see. And so that's how Claudius gained the, uh, the crown, the throne, the kingdom, and uh, Gertrude, uh, the queen, as well. So, of course, uh, Hamlet is one of the masterworks of the English-speaking theater. Yeah. Uh, it's been produced thousands and thousands of times. Yes. You've done this before. I have. I played Claudius uh, about 10 years ago with Pittsburgh Irish and Classical. My friend David Whalen is doing a fantastic job uh, with it in this production. What's, what's wonderful is when you come back to it and you hear other performers' takes on the role, um, mm. you know, such as Matt Sullivan doing Polonius, you're, you're hearing... Uh, I'm hearing things that I hadn't heard before. I hear, I've heard the lines before, but there's something about the accessibility that this company is all bringing to the table that opens the language and makes me, uh, as somebody who's familiar with the show, uh, hear things in new ways. And that's exciting. Yeah, that's really, I mean, and surprising too, because I think, you know, you guys having spent so much of your life in the theater, I'm sure you have seen Hamlet countless times in addition to performing Hamlet. So the fact that you could be surprised by something in a text you know so well. But That's isn't that, Shakespeare. Yeah, and uh, if I may trip into you know our, our faith for a moment, isn't that the way that it is kind of when we read the scripture yeah. too? Because there's Definitely. always something new. We're different every day. Our circumstances mm-hmm. are different every, every day. But you and I both know that when we hear um, something uh, spoken to us, particularly if we read the Bible and the King James and stuff like that. When you hear somebody who understands that and makes sense of that to you, yep. you know you hear it differently. It's like all of a sudden the aha goes on. Yep. I think that's what this cast is doing with this script, this play. Uh, they're making it. Matt uh, Ahmed, who is playing. Um, uh, Hamlet is doing a fantastic job. Um, Brings such a modernistic uh, quality to it, a very modern take Wonderful. on the role that is offset by all of these other characters who are. Uh, I, I I think he stands out in a special way because of that 
very real and accessible quality uh, to it. I see. Um, you know. So that's a good thing. So then for people who would not be regular theater goers or right. would be intimidated by Shakespeare himself, this would be an excellent production to see. Well, have we, how many times have we all gone into high school? And I hated Shakespeare when I was oh, a kid. Oh, yeah, because you're reading you. Merchant of Venice in 10th grade. I could, oh, right? I know. You can't understand the, you know, the, the meter of it all, right? It's all... You're not taught that no. stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's like trying to look at something through, through gauze. You, you can't quite get to the meaning of what mm-hmm. it is. I, I suffered through Romeo and Juliet how many times, yes. you know, and then, uh, you know, the, the Scottish plays, we know Macbeth to be, um, you know, it wasn't until I was a senior in high school and we had to watch a production of a Laurence Olivier uh, doing King Lear. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden it's like, wow, it, that made sense to me. Mm-hmm. There's a master at his craft. Yeah, there is a master at his craft. And I think that's what this production is doing. The wonderful thing about the way that Ted Pappas has directed the show is that he's not looking to what he would call innovate. He's looking to reveal. So he's looking to do the play as the play should be rightfully done. It has to be beautifully beautiful to look at. It has to be beautiful sounding, mm. uh, you know, to the ear. But but in that, it has to be truthful, authentic, and real. So it, it's got to uh, be able to break through to the audience in that way. And I think that this this production really does that well. Wonderful. I think I went to my first uh, public theater show when I was in fifth grade. I think it was fifth grade, 1980. Galileo oh, yeah. um, was done. That, that oh. was the um, – they did a parade right. from the public exactly. theater to the Buell Planetarium. That's right. That's, right. That's <laughs> yeah. right. That was my very first show. Now, my parents had had season tickets since I don't know when, uh, way before I could remember. But So I have loved the public because my parents loved the public, and I just grew. It just was part of our family. It was part Mm -hmm. of what. But for people who've never been there, Darren, talk about the role you think it has in in Pittsburgh theater and Uh, culture. Well, I mean, I I think it's an extraordinarily important and and central place. I mean, you remember when I I think the first thing that I had seen there was back when they did Cyrano, and you were in that. Oh, sure. Because I had just graduated from college and, you know, was only just beginning to see uh, the show. And this was over at what they call the New Hazlitt Theater. That was on the north side, the old. Place and and now it's in that beautiful O'Reilly space, still with that thrust right. type stage, which is a three quarter design where the audience is all around, surrounded. And I really think it does have that ability to bring an audience in. This is not big, distant proscenium mm-hmm. style theater You're on top of the actors, mm-hmm. and, and we like it that way. I uh, that's one of the reasons why I like working there so much, and I'm, I'm sure you know you have too. When you're when you're in a place where the audience is right on top right of there. you. And can see. I mean, literally, if they're everything. if you're if someone's sitting in the front row, you're could be eight inches, twelve inches from the yeah. actors. Yeah, which exactly. is uh, in some ways a little uh, a little overwhelming because there's a sword fight here. Yeah, yeah, there is, and they do a, they do a terrific job. It's very exciting at the end uh, and know, very controlled. Yeah, so there were it's, not it's the most flying. famous sword fight in all of Shakespeare uh, plays, and it's it's done. done Terrific. Uh, Randy Kovitz is our uh, yes. uh, fight choreographer, and he's done a fantastic job with all of that. All right, Darren, talk to us about your history, your career in theater. Yeah. I mean, you've been an actor since you were in college. Were you an actor before you were in college? Uh, yeah, I was, but I kind of fell into it. We've had this, we always have these discussions in the green room, you know, it's like, well, how did you get into this, you know? <laughs> and so many of us wind up, uh, like with me, I stumbled into it. I never wanted to be in front of people. I was I fainted giving an oral report in English class in ninth grade. You know. And I'd pay to see that. Yeah, you know, I was hanging over the podium. You know? <laughs> but I just I would always feel better being behind the scenes, being an accompanist or something. Mm-hmm. I played the piano. 
So when I got into uh, high school, um, I was a soccer player, so I was playing soccer. And then um, I also was in the marching band. Then I played the bells because it was the closest thing that looked like a piano that I could find and I, I got see. to be in right. the drum corps. Cool. You know. But I was made to make a choice because they happened in the fall during the football season. You know, so And you can't do both. You can't do both. So the coaches came and said, you got to pick. Yeah. Well, I just happened to have better friends with the marching band crowd. So I went with them, and um, they were the ones who did all the spring musicals. And they said, you know what? We, we, we do this musical every year. Why don't you come out and try it? I'm like, no, 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 no. That's not, not me. for me. And they say, oh, you'll just be in the chorus. You know, so I wound up trying out for it and got one of the lead roles. And then the crew that was the senior classmen, the following year had all graduated. So then I was playing the main lead in the in the musicals after that. And there it is. There it is. Well, <laughs> you know why? Because it's it's one of those things that you think while you're doing it, uh, this is not what I ever thought that I would do. Mm-hmm. But but you had I to resonate with you. You loved it. Has something about people, it you had to well, love. Right? You know away. what it is? It's that other people. I thought other people like me doing this, mm-hmm. and and maybe that's what I should do. And it feels great. And it feels great. You know. And I I think it's kind of like um, it's sort of like that thing that uh, you know that famous line from Chariots of Fire that about Eric Liddell, uh, the runner. He says, "When yeah, I, I run, run right. I feel God's pleasure." pleasure right. I think we're all wired to do things like that, mm-hmm. you know, and when we do those things, it feels right. It feels right. We feel yeah. God's pleasure when we do those things that he has wired yes. us to do. I mean, it's interesting yeah. for, for Kath and I, because we know you, you know, as a coworker, but we also, whenever you're in a show, somehow you change. <laughs> I, did, I I'd never thought about that. It's true. <laughs> I mean, we, you're different around the halls. That you take on a different persona, and I just imagine it's just because the work that you're doing somehow elevates you. I started haunting the hallways. <laughs> yeah, I was really worried. <laughs> I, I was seeing true. apparitions and yeah. around the kitchen and around the back studio. It was I didn't that know slow what it was. fade that I would do, and I'd appear in another. No, no, no. <laughs> Plus, the crown fade. kept showing up. There's such a fascinating history too behind all of this. I mean, you know, the, it's it's based on a, you know a legend uh, of of Hamlet. Um, well, it's actually uh, a Danish king, Amlet. Um, and the history isn't really what's crucial, but it was written by Shakespeare at a time post-Reformation in Elizabethan England as she was coming to the close of her reign. And part of the concern was that who was going to take over the throne because they'd been through from Henry VIII to Mary to Elizabeth, mm. going back and forth between Catholic, Protestant, Catholic, Protestant. I and I think that there is an element of that. Um, you know, of that like what? Who will at. lead us? Yeah. Who is going to, to, to lead us in Shakespeare's desire of not wanting to go through that again? As, as a country. Uh, and so you, you, you've got Catholic and Protestant elements that are both in the show. I mean, as the father, I'm in purgatory. But then you have Hamlet, who is going and educated at, at Wittenberg, which is Martin Luther's mm, home right. territory, uh, where he, at the university where Luther would have taught. And, and those kind of hints and subtle things that, um, uh, that play out in the background. It's not part of the core of the play, but mm-hmm. it informs uh, as as you go through, it's fascinating. I can't. W- I truly go. can't wait to see. I mean, there there are a few shows that I miss at the public, and I'm certainly not missing those. No yeah, way. This is not one to miss. So the show is in process, uh, in production. Yeah, right when does now. it open? We open officially next Friday on the 27th. Okay, and then it runs Tuesday through Sunday, all the way through. May 20th with two shows on Saturday and Sunday. Very nice. Darren Elliker, he is part of the cast well, Congratulations. Of we know yeah. it's going to be yes. tremendous. It's going to be tremendous. I yeah, we'll be there. For, for sure. ticket information, ppt.org or the box office at 
316-1600. I'll put all the information up on our Facebook page, The Ride Home with John and Kathy, or find us on our website, johnandkathyshow.com. This is an amazing story about one of our own. His name is Guy Reschenthaler, and Western Pennsylvania is his home. Guy Reschenthaler volunteered for duty in the Iraq War. As a JAG officer in Iraq, Guy Reschenthaler prosecuted nearly 100 dangerous terrorists. But Guy Reschenthaler did something else. He successfully defended a Navy SEAL falsely accused of misconduct. That's the kind of person Guy Reschenthaler is. If you need help, Guy is there. Here at home, we elected Guy Reschenthaler Magisterial District Judge, and then we elected Guy to the State Senate. Guy Reschenthaler is a proven winner. He's also a proven conservative. Guy Reschenthaler believes life is a gift from God and must be protected. That's why he supported groundbreaking pro-life legislation and worked to defund Planned Parenthood. Guy Reschenthaler, a conservative champion for Congress. Conservatives or PA paid for and is responsible for this message. Not authorized by any candidate or candidate's committee. www.conservativesforpa.com This is Robin Trzynski of the Original Mattress Factory. Interested in that half-off mattress sale? Don't be. Most retailers are just promoting half-off a completely made-up price loaded with huge markups. At the Original Mattress Factory, we have never had a sale. Our hand-built quality and value are there every day. And our prices don't change. So take your time and purchase only when you're ready. Don't buy into the half-off sale hype. It simply isn't real. The Original Mattress Factory. Thoughtfully made. Honestly priced. This month, drive into spring with a brand new Chevy. Hi, this is Tun Chilkin for my friends at Calusi Chevrolet. Did you know that the team at Calusi has been in business for 100 years? So whether you're in the market for a new or a pre-owned vehicle... You need to check out their huge inventory. They have a great selection of crossovers like Equinox, Traverse, and the Chevy Trax. And you can trust the team at Calusi Chevrolet to make the process easy and hassle-free. Find them online at Calusi.com. Chevrolet, find new roads. At Sherwin-Williams, spring is our favorite time of year. In fact, we even have a color for it, SW Springtime. All around us, color is blooming, windows are opening, and it's the perfect time for painting. So we're kicking off painting season with a four-day super sale. Ask Sherwin-Williams and get 40% off paints and stains. Now through April 23rd, your new color is just around the corner. Visit your neighborhood store today. Retail sales only. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. A more peaceful, healthy world happens one person at a time. Around the globe, there are children who dream of helping their families, who hope for the future, and who have a name. Know the person you're helping directly at Unbound.org. We'll see clear skies across the area tonight. Cold overnight going down to a low of 30 degrees. Tomorrow, sunshine will be mixing with some clouds. High 57. Partly cloudy tomorrow night. Low 38 degrees. Then for Sunday... Partly sunny, a nice afternoon. The high for Sunday, 63 degrees. I'm AccuWeather meteorologist Danielle Niddle on 101.5 Word FM. Years ago, I was out on the street playing ball with my, one of my buddies. I probably was like 9 or 10 years old. And my buddies older sister came down the steps and I, I don't know why i remember this 
she was dressed, you know, you know, very fine. She had gl- white gloves on and a little hat and this sweater, and she she looked beautiful. And I said to my friend, "What's up with your sister?" And he said, "Oh, she's going again to charm school." Wow! And I was like, "What is, what is charm school?" It sounded like something fabulous, fantastical. So he said, "Ah, right, you know, she goes there and learns manners and conversation and how to do all these, you know, fancy girl things." So I went home and I said to my, you know, my mom, "Hey, you know, Butchie's uh, sister, she's going to charm school. Uh, it would be kind of cool to go to charm school." My mom said, "Oh, you do go to charm school. Her name is Sister Mary Elizabeth." <laughs> so, <laughs> so those days of instruction. Mm-hmm. on how to be a proper young man or woman. It seems like that hasn't happened in forever. I mean, I don't ever remember that when I was a kid. Charm school? No, or, none of that. Really? I mean, there now, used maybe, to... maybe if I was raised in, you know... A uh, gentry. Right, in, in a wealthier a southern family, family or some kind of, you know, if I had a different you know, economic bracket, maybe that was a common thing, but it wasn't for me. Yeah. I mean, you know. And it wasn't for anybody I knew. No. But it's funny you bring that up because I was reading this article in the Libertarian Republic. What is, oh, is that your regular reading? <laughs> I've never been on the I'm website I'm busy. I'm before. reading the Libertarian Republic. I, I mean, it's amazing how many websites I can be on in a day. <laughs> anyway, um, it says here, a friend of mine recently posted a handful of photos on social media of the neighborhood tea party tea party her daughter and several other little girls had. An older mentor joined in as well, teaching the girls at the party. The basics of polite table manners. Mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. Now, here's what's interesting. Following the party, my friend asked the girls what their favorite part of the party was, thinking it would be, you know, the treats or the cupcakes or whatever. Yeah. But to her surprise, the girls expressed delight in the manners they had learned, such as sitting up straight and politely passing food. Oh, that's really interesting. So then there's another story they attach from the Star Tribune in Washington. Or, no, I'm sorry. The Star Tribune in Wisconsin, a man named Derek Henze has begun mentoring young males through a creation of a class called Gentleman 101. He uses the class to teach high school boys how to act at prom, including how to dress appropriately, how to treat a lady respectfully, how to interact with her parents, and in general, how to greet and mingle with others in a civilized manner. Now, this class has garnered so much attention and support from all sorts of venues, including Local businessmen who have offered to foot the bill for the classes. Nice. Okay, now wait. Now, so one's for girls, one's for guys. But it's like something that the kids are anxious to learn. Of course, because you want to have a you know sort of higher standard. I think a lot of people do, although it seems to be a mystery. I was going to say it seems like if people want to have that, they don't appear to want to have that. Hmm. I think people aspire to something better than themselves. I think if you – like the girls at the tea party, that's probably the right age to get at that. How old? 12? Uh, eight, nine. Okay. I think that's probably the best time to do that. Sure. Because if you're going to do it at 18 and 19, oh, it's, well, I think you're – Right. I right. think the horse is out of the barn. Okay. But look at you. I mean, even though you were not taught that formally mm-hmm. – you have excellent manners. You're you're fine. Well, lady. I, I mean, I remember my parents talking about how to sit at the table mm-hmm. and things like that. You know how, you know. Certainly, my parents taught me about manners. There's no question about that. But there was no. I didn't meet a single person ever who had any sort of formal like charm school training, hmm. anything like that. 
how about whenever you would go to someplace, maybe a, a country club? Did you ever do that when you were growing yes. up? Or a yes. fine, fine Okay, dining? so that is where I learned a lot of that, of is course. going out for dinner if, with my parents. Exactly. Right? Right. You would sit down with a linen tablecloth, there'd be a napkin, and then, you know, I'm, I was a waiter at really some, some nice places over the years, and you would see the people who were comfortable in that setting. Right. And then occasionally someone would wander in and they'd be, that poor person would just be clueless. Right. What right. fork do I use? How do I, you know, I'm so totally lost at sea. And then you feel bad because they were embarrassed. Right. And they felt they didn't enjoy the experience. No, of course not. Right? Because they're intimidated. Okay. But that lack of manners, don't you think that it, it, at least, I shouldn't say don't you think, I think when I see how people interact online, I think that's the number one problem. We've talked about polarization. We've talked about, you know, not acknowledging anybody who thinks outside of how you think at all. But I really think the number one thing it boils down to is lack of manners. Civility. Yes. Mm-hmm. Don't you think, like, don't talk to a person like you just did. You, you're not supposed to do that. Right. We don't do that. I think one of the biggest problems that our president has is just a lack of manners. Well, no, no. I mean, he should know better, right? He should know better. But I'm saying. And I'm sure he has manners, but so, you just so you you know, can, you know, you don't can, care. You can talk about actions. You can talk about morality. I'm not saying any of those things are important. But I think, especially when it comes to Twitter, I just think the main problem is lack of manners. And I think that that's not just a problem with the president. I think that's a problem with our entire political process, both sides of the aisle. Because we are not in the same room. We are not looking people in right. the eye. We don't suffer the consequences of the embarrassment of our right. lack of civility. Of, of our la- right. Our lack of manners doesn't mean a whole room of people are looking at Pluck us looking. like, what are you doing? Yes, for shame. But that's how we really are when we're online, yes. is if you act badly, believe me, there are thousands or tens of thousands of people who are turning around and looking at you and mm-hmm. saying, how could you do that? Yes. That still happens. We need a little tea bell here. I'd like Wouldn't a that tea be bell. Nice? And, like um, a tea bell. Just your jewelry, please. Okay. We'll take a break and come back. We're going to talk next about uh, liberty, right? Religious liberty, it wasn't ever in really perfect shape in America. With a moo moo here and a moo moo there, here a moo, there a moo, everywhere a moo moo. Hi, it's me, Marsha, from the Springhouse. And I'm Donnie, one of the 11 cousins growing up on the Springhouse farm. Hey, Mommy, what's coming up at the Springhouse? I'm glad you asked, buddy. We're celebrating the entrance of spring with our spring ham and turkey dinner this Sunday. Are we having that yummy smoked ham that Bill smokes in the smokehouse with real hickory wood? Yup. An old-fashioned roast turkey and homemade stuffing, real mashed potatoes and turkey gravy, sweet potato pie, and all kinds of goodies. And what's for dessert? My favorite part. Just like an old-fashioned church supper, we'll have coconut cream pie bars and all kinds of yummy family recipe cakes, too. Am I making you hungry, bud? Yes. Can I have some now? Nope. We'll have to wait for this Sunday, starting at noon and going all day. Tell our friends where to find us, hon. Check us out at springhousemarket.com or 724-228-3339. Hello, everybody. I'm Tunch Elkin, and I'd like to invite you to join me, head coach Mike Tomlin of the Pittsburgh Steelers, Leon Scrum from Atlanta, and Ed Glover of Urban Impact for Man Up Pittsburgh on Saturday, June 9th at Victory Family Church in Cranberry. Come experience fellowship, prayer, worship while hearing powerful messages and attend breakout sessions, all designed for us to up our games as godly men and mentors from high schoolers to grandfathers this is for you register today at manuppittsburgh.org hosted by urban impact and brought to you locally by chick-fil-a of pittsburgh 
This month, drive in the spring with a brand new Chevy. Hi, this is Tun Chilkin for my friends at Calusi Chevrolet. Did you know that the team at Calusi has been in business for a hundred years? So whether you're in the market for a new or a pre-owned vehicle, you need to check out their huge inventory. They have a great selection of crossovers like Equinox, Traverse, and the Chevy Trax. And you can trust the team at Calusi Chevrolet to make the process easy and hassle-free. Find them online at Calusi.com. Chevrolet, find new roads. To buy your home, you became a house hunting ace. Learned about loans, scoured neighborhoods, and asked the right questions. Now you're queen of your castle. If you manage that, you can get your retirement plan on track. Visiting aceyourretirement.org can help. With 401k tips and smart saving strategies, you'll feel empowered to own your retirement like you own your home. Go to aceyourretirement.org. Because when it comes to clearing financial hurdles, you're an ace. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Discover Eden Christian Academy and discover an exceptional education in which solid academics and authentic faith prepare students to step confidently into the future. Christ-centered, student-focused, and mission-true since 1983. Visit EdenChristianAcademy.org. I get this warm feeling every single time we have special needs patients in our office. Their needs are not that different from anybody else. Spending the time with that patient is very rewarding to me. Exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care at StockFamilyDentistry.com. Well, give me Liberty or give me Twitter. Uh, Our guest apparently is not available. No. so We've efforted him. We'll go elsewhere. Okay. Um, how about National Lookalike Day? What is that? Okay, well, I, I didn't know it was a thing, but when I was on Twitter before we came on the air, I saw that it was trending. Um, so National Lookalike Day apparently is where you're either you either post, you know, if you're identical twins, clearly it's pretty easy, sure, um, or you could post yourself with your doppelganger. Oh, okay. Or maybe post yourself with a famous person of someone you know who you look like. You know, and right, right, then right, you would right, post right. that yeah, photo, yeah. or you could just be really, <laughs> really creative. Some of the things I've uh, posted on my Twitter feed. Nice. Um, anyway, so is there a person, John? You've been told in your life, you know, who you look like. Uh, when I was younger, people would say I looked like uh, Mel Gibson. Oh, okay. Mm. But you know, now I look like you know Charlie Rose. But <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's not true. That is that is definitely not true, and thankfully you're not like Charlie. Good. Uh, it's a story for another time. What about, I mean, from the back though, you look like um, who? Um, Walter Matthau. No, you didn't. Who? <laughs> oh, Alan Rickman. Alan Rickman. Yeah, right. it was Alan Rickman's uh, stand-in double on uh, on a film. There we go. That's yeah. pretty cool to look like Snape. Well, Except yeah. he wasn't playing Snape at the time. Oh, yeah, what was that. he playing at the time? Was he in Sense and Sensibility? No, he was. Uh, it was. It was. Uh, what was the film called? It was some. George Carlin was in the film. Um, I don't know it. Uh, I don't know. George something, Carlin and Alan Rickman. Yeah, That's something an interesting about pair. something about God or something. Uh, just some weird film. Okay. Yeah. It was All right. Here. So apparently, you looked like Alan Rickman from behind. Yeah, I got paid, and I'm in. The, I'm in the credits. Are you listed? Alan Rickman stand in John Hall. There we go. That's, That's excellent. Nice. Okay, Mike. Has anyone ever told you you look like somebody? No, no one. No. Nobody. Never. No one. Oh, we're coming up with somebody. However, I, th- I do think John Hall looks like Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson. Really. Yeah. He, now he has the wrong glasses. Yeah. To be Jack yeah. Nicholson. I'm a professor, Jack right. Nicholson. Maybe right. Jack Nicholson, the sane part of The Shining. <laughs> Is there a sane part of The Shining? <laughs> yeah, I don't remember know, it. You know, it's always driving up to the Funny mountain. Funny to say. You know, how, you know how the sane part doesn't really stick in your memory? <laughs> no, no, no. Do you know what I mean? The first 20 minutes of the film, <laughs> right. you know, he's kind of sane, and then he right, right. loses it. Um, how about yourself? Helen Hunt. 
Helen Hunt. I got used to get that a really? lot. And I don't think it was really because of what I looked like. I think it has something to do with my mannerisms. I've heard it over like 30 times in my life. Really? I've heard, you know, you, you remind me of Helen Hunt. So I don't. I used to love Helen Hunt. Of course. I'm mad about you. Oh, yeah. It's a great so I, that's, I think it's it a, a compliment. great compliment. Yeah. But I, I don't see that, of course. What about famous people who you've always thought looked alike? Do you do you have anybody that you've always thought of? Uh, boy, I know I, I, I don't have an answer no, for that. I have what? I don't even think about the easiest that. one. Always, I always thought this: David Bowie and Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> oh, okay. So they look yeah, like the same person. I get this. In fact, I was unconvinced for a while that they were they separate were the same people. Uh-huh. Have now, you ever seen them together? No, I'm not. No, okay. although but Jamie, Jamie Jamie Lee's still with us. She's so. doing yoga. So I think commercials. it's been proven. Now, there used to be a thing on Spy Magazine called uh, "Separated at Birth." There you go. Right, mm-hmm. which right. is same thing. Pretty similar. Yeah. Yeah, um, I don't know. I remember someone told me at one point um, uh, George Washington and Barbara Bush. Oh my goodness! I, I guess there. I guess they right? are. Sure, I sure. It's cute. Yeah, separated at birth. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know who that would be. Okay. Um, All right, fine. I just people have a lot of time, don't they? They have just a lot of time to do stuff like All that. All right. Speaking of a lot of time, listen to this. Um, this is a story from uh, NBC News about uh, perhaps ditching the caffeine. If you feel run down. Okay. I mean, do you do something in particular if you feel run down? Do you go walk around the block? Do you... Yeah, you get up and move around. Okay, that's what you feel? Okay, well, listen. They have another idea. Hyperbaric oxygen therapy. Oh, I've heard of this. Have you? These are like oxygen chambers. Yes, exactly. The first time I heard... First time I remember hearing about it was when Heinz Ward was still playing for the Steelers. I don't remember what injury he had. Yeah. But to rehab from it or to encourage healing, he purchased a hyperbaric oxygen. So what's the science behind all this? Well... I don't know, to be honest with you. I don't know what the science is. But it, they say here in this article from NBC that it's been clinically proven to help treat serious medical conditions really? like carbon monoxide poisoning and severe burns. Okay, what? But the reason that's, that it's a story is that uh, a man by the name of Dennis Fuller is a North Texas attorney, and he says that hyperbaric oxygen therapy is the holy grail to overcoming a daily struggle with low energy. Really? Mm-hmm. He said he's done everything to clear brain fog. He said, I tried meditation. I tried running. I tried exercise to unbelievable degrees. But the stress of my job was wearing me out until I started hyperbaric oxygen therapy treatment. He experiences it weekly, one time a week, one hour. Really? And he says that it's changed his life. So so if Hi- do you say Heinz Ward did this? Heinz, well, I remember Heinz Ward doing it when he was trying to rehab from an injury. So he purchased this unit himself. I believe so. Like a tanning bed. That's how it in my head I've got. I've got but pod. I've never seen one. So it, I don't really know. But I would assume that's what it is. You it lay sounds down, dangerous. You, right? Well, a lot – I mean, I know that if you're a professional athlete, it's something that is becoming more commonplace. For regular people, I I would assume that it would be a a pricey thing to do. And where do you find one? If I Googled, which I haven't, hyperbaric oxygen therapy, Pittsburgh, would like eight locations pop up? I don't know. Would you do it? No. Yes, I would. Hot minute. No, I would do it. Mike, would would you do it? Yes, Yes, exactly. Mike and I will wait in the. I'll just have an espresso. It's a lot cheaper and a lot easier. Yeah, but they're saying that it's – we're talking about health, John. Like they're saying that the hyperbaric oxygen mm. would be better for you than the coffee would. I remember uh, being in a show once and I was with a guy, uh, an, an actor who was really run down. And he used to go to his doctor and get B12 shots. Oh, yeah. That, 
Yes. Right? I mean, if your B12 is low, then right. your energy Boom. level like is going to be low. Shot right? of energy. Right. But what if all your vitamin and mineral levels are fine and you can't come up with anything else? I would go hyperbaric oxygen, big really? time. Mike, would you Google that? Would you find one locally? Maybe they could be the sponsor of the ride home. That would be not. I, I would try it. Yeah. One hour a week. And then I could tell you about my revitalization. Be all zippy. I'll Maybe I would. Hey, there's Kath. What, what if I was peppier uh, than uh, I currently wait. am? Is that Helen Hunt? No, that's just Kath. She's all happy and zipping She's around. She's so happy. Holy smokes. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of happy, uh, tonight I do believe that the uh, Pens will win out and that the Flyers will go home embarrassed again, just like they did two nights ago. Here at the Igloo. Yes. I feel really good about mm-hmm. it. Um, paint, I should say. Not the Igloo. Right. Yeah. It's the Igloo. It's the Igloo. It's the console. Right. I can't. I can't even get it right. right. What a great article by Joe Starkey in today's PG. It is a fabulous article. The article... Or no, it was yesterday's. Compare and contrast. Yes. Mario yes. and Sid, two of a kind and yet so different. Did you read this? I did. Wasn't it great? Okay. Sure is. Uh, Joe Starkey says this. 12 years and three Stanley... Uh, he starts talking about uh, the start date of January 24th. 2006. That was the day that Mario retired. And when he retired, he turned around to the people that were in the in the uh, in the back of the room and he said, and this was directed particularly to the younger players, enjoy every moment of it. He said, your career goes by very quickly. Mm-hmm. Just Arky goes on to say, 12 years and three Stanley Cups later, here we are. Melon Arena is a parking lot. Mario owns the team. Sidney Crosby's 30. Wow. And can almost grow a decent beard. And all of it is really going by too quickly. So he says, how about we call a quick timeout? And then he goes by and starts you know, doing one thing after another, talking about what Crosby was like when yeah. he was just starting out, what Mario was like. Um, just the other night, Crosby passed Lemieux for the all-time point total for playoffs. Last so game, yeah. Right. Crosby has 173 Lemieux has 172, but this is great. At the end of the game, Malkin said, I'm close. I'm coming too, because he has... 160? 162. Okay. Okay, so he's 10 behind Mario. That is so cool. Isn't that great? I mean... Mario could pass Lemieux, or uh, Malkin could pass Lemieux yeah. just in these playoffs. How, how are we so fortunate From my lips here in Pittsburgh? To God's right? How are we so fortunate I know. to have these two, three guys, actually, but to have Sid and Mario together? Well, that's great. Kevin Allen of USA Today is quoted in this article, says, God, what a wonderful situation for Pittsburgh fans mm-hmm. to have two players of that magnitude, two in the top five or six of all time in the same city in different eras. It's just incredible. It is. And even though neither one enjoys being in the public eye, as far as their private lives go, both incredibly good guys. Yeah. I mean, look, when you look at Sid right now on the ice, I, I always we talk about this, me and my kid, we go, look, this is going to pass away. I mean, yep. how, how many more years will Sid play hockey? Well, five, six I mean, I hope 10. I don't know. They're a 40-year-old hockey player. You think? Yeah. That's sure. rough. I mean, That's when did Bill Guerin, how old was he when he retired? I bet he was 40. I know Yama Yager was above 40. Yeah. Oh, Yama. Yeah, right. Yeah. He's all right. He and he's, a, and he's, yeah, that's freakish. That's a rare thing. It doesn't happen. Gary Roberts. I bet Gary Roberts was 40 when he played here. But look, I mean, Sid's already showing, you know, he, he get banged up. Oh, of course he gets banged up. But, oh, I, I, I want it to be 10. You know, we were watching the game two games ago. My daughter and I, and I turned to her and I grabbed her by both hands and I said, listen to me. We are so lucky. He plays here. Do you recognize how lucky you are? Yeah. You're 16 years old and you're seeing that. She said, no, no, I get it. Have you ever been close by to Mario? Have you seen him like in public? Have you? Has that ever happened to you? I don't think I've ever been in the same room with him. Years ago. Maybe, I don't know. 
seven or so years ago. I went to the opening. Somebody gave me tickets for the opening night of Cirque du Soleil. And, you know, you're kind of standing around. It was, it was At the time, they, used, they did them in tents, these little pop-up tents. And so you're outside, and all of a sudden, Mario and his wife showed up. And there was like this. Oh, the parting of the seas. This hush came over the crowd. And literally, like you just said, the, the crowd parted. And Mario was very fine. He wasn't like some mm-hmm. pompous fool. He just kind of, he waved and he walked in. But everybody was kind of like, it was so funny. You're kind of like humbled. You almost genuinely. Can you imagine if he ever ran for mayor? Oh, please. That'd be like the easiest election no, that'd be the worst in world though. history. Because then everybody be. criticize him. You know, yeah, exactly. Please, don't measure hockey in your politics. No, no, of course. No, nobody wants is. to do that. Right. Anyway, did you know that, uh, that the two of them only combined on one goal? November what? 3rd, 2005. Holy smokes. Yeah. And they were roommates. That's right. Mario had the assist. Individual results may vary. My daughter was really sensitive. She took everything personally. She had a lot of trouble in school. He had some impulsivity issues that I was concerned about. He had trouble making friends, having a lot of meltdowns, a lot of tantrums. I feel like all I did was yell at my kid all day. What Brain Balance did was give us a very distinct game plan. This is what he has. We're going to get from point A to point B, and this is how we're going to do it. We started seeing huge differences in her behavior. His focus in class and how he retains the information that the teacher is talking about is just remarkable. I don't doubt for a moment that I made the right decision in taking Sophia to Brain Balance. There is our life before Brain Balance, and there's our life after Brain Balance, and the two don't even resemble each other. It's a totally different life. Why just mask your child's learning and behavioral issues when you can get to the root of the problem? Call Brain Balance today and make a real difference in the life of your child. Call 724-390-9012. That's 724-390-9012. At Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville, find extreme accessories for all your dirty jobs like hauling landscape supplies. Protect your vehicle with spray on bed liners, tonneau covers, weather tech floor liners, and more. Say goodbye to dirt and grime inside and out with extreme detailing. Plus, lift kits, electronics, and remote starters, always a favorite. Extreme car and truck in Bridgeville, for the extreme in all of us, at extremetruck.net. Each year, over 1,500 homes and businesses across the tri-state are not replacing their cracked and sagging driveways, sidewalks, and foundation slabs. Instead, they're restoring them like new with A1 Concrete Leveling and Foundation Repair for 50 to 70% less in a single day. A1 Superior Process doesn't use foam chemicals, but natural limestone grout, so there's no dangerous off-gassing and no mess. Eliminate tripping hazards and save money with the area's premier concrete leveling company. Visit A1Now.com. A couple weeks back, we were talking somehow about poetry, and Kath made the confession that she never reads or really doesn't like poetry, and I was kind of shocked. So I, I sort of took her to task. Sort of. Sort of. Mm-hmm. And now, you mean by cr- calling in big guns from around the country well, to guilt me? A little bit, yeah. Mm-hmm. But to you your mean credit, on two separate days? You responded well. I tr- thanks, you John. You did. You responded very well, and now you've taken it to heart, and you also have family members engaging you in poetry. I do. I've read a poem every single day for the month of April. And of course, we're talking about this because it's National Poetry Month. Yeah. And my daughter, who is a poet herself, yeah. has wanted me to like poetry for the entirety of her life. So this is her dream come true. Okay, good. So Anna, I love you. And I'm happy that I can actually enjoy some poetry now. I think I'm growing. I'm sure you are. All right. You want to hear today's Please, poem? Yes, yes. The poem is by whom? Maya Angelou. Okay. 
The poem is called America. The gold of her promise has never been mined, her borders of justice not clearly defined. Her crops of abundance, the fruit and the grain, have not fed the hungry nor eased that deep pain. Her proud declarations are leaves on the wind, her southern exposure black death did befriend. Discover this country, dead centuries cry, erect noble tablets where none can decry. She kills her bright future and rapes for the sow, then entraps her children with legends untrue. I beg you, discover this country. That's pretty heavy duty. Maya Angelou. It's a criticism. What's it called? It's commentary. America. All right. It's your poetry corner of the day. Might not be your perspective, but it's someone's. Kathy Evans. Sharing the word that changes the world. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh, a service of Salem Media Group. With SRN News, I'm Val Dior. Former President George H.W. Bush actually greeting mourners personally earlier today as they pay respects and walk past the casket of his wife of 73 years. The nation's 41st president was seated in a chair a few feet away from the rose-covered casket at the church in Houston that he and Barbara had long attended. Officials say about 1,600 people had paid their respects in the first hour of public viewing. She'll be laid to rest at the Bush Library and College Station, Texas, on Saturday. Wells Fargo will pay $1 billion to federal regulators to settle charges tied to its mortgage and auto lending business, the latest chapter in a wide-ranging scandal at the banking giant. However, it appears that none of the $1 billion will go directly to the victims of Wells Fargo's abuses. The Dow down 202 today. NASDAQ closing down 92. The S&P down 23. This is SRN News. It's pretty typical to have moisture in your basement, especially in the Pittsburgh area. Energy Swing's Steve Rennekamp on a new way to build a better basement. In conventional basement finishing, people put up two-by-fours, put fiberglass insulation in it, and then put drywall on it and paint it. Every one of those things is organic. It will absorb moisture, and over time, they will start to deteriorate and grow mold. In our total basement systems, there's no organic materials used. There's nothing there that will absorb moisture, and without moisture being absorbed, there's no mold. This is a system that has been used throughout the country for 20 years, so it's got a lot of history, a lot of track record, and we feel very fortunate to be able to handle it in the Pittsburgh area. For most people, their basements are sort of empty space that they're not utilizing. This allows you to use that space productively, and it's a great-looking system when it's done. Right now, get 20% off your new finished basement with Energy Swing's Total Basement Finishing System. Visit EnergySwingWindows.com. How can there be so many different names for the same thing? This is Robin Trzinski of the Original Mattress Factory. Are you in the market for a new mattress and hoping to shop and compare? Well, this is your wake-up call. Other mattress brands have multiple names for the same exact model. They build one mattress and create different model names for each retailer, intentionally confusing you and making it impossible to compare. Why? Because they're more interested in helping the retailer earn high profit margins than in helping you, the consumer, find the best value. At the Original Mattress Factory, we don't play the name game. We just offer great beds, no bull. Why? Ethics. We believe in being transparent. We have cutaways of every single mattress we make and our model names stay the same from store to store and even from year to year. Our prices are clearly marked as well and can be viewed on our website at originalmattress.com. 
the original mattress factory, thoughtfully made, honestly priced. Business is booming, and so is Christian Business Partners, where you'll find allies who share your values as you seek to serve God in and through your daily work. Now with seven chapters throughout the region, including new groups in Monroeville and Ambridge. Find weekly encouragement from 8.15 to 9.30 a.m. as you enjoy prayer and Bible study, fellowship, trade referrals, and make friends. Find your Christian business partners at cbp316.com. Discover Eden Christian Academy and discover an exceptional education where solid academics and authentic faith prepare students to step confidently into the future. See what the largest non-denominational pre-K through 12th grade Christian school in the North Hills has to offer. From Whippeo Athletics to Fine Arts, Service Activities, and more, Eden Christian Academy, Christ-centered, student-focused, and mission-true since 1983. Visit EdenChristianAcademy.org. We'll see clear skies across the area tonight. Cold overnight going down to a low of 30 degrees. Tomorrow, sunshine will be mixing with some clouds, high 57 Partly cloudy tomorrow night, low 38 degrees. Then for Sunday, partly sunny, a nice afternoon. The high for Sunday, 63 degrees. I'm AccuWeather meteorologist Danielle Niddle on 101.5 Word FM. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy for Friday, April 20th. This hour... Is it possible spring is finally here? John and Kathy discuss gardening in the city of Pittsburgh. Our guest is Doug Oster. At the end of a long day, you just need to spend quality time with the people who matter most. These two aren't them. Keep driving. John Hall and Kathy Emmons. It's high praise from management, isn't it? I don't know. I think that that's what management thinks. I mean, that's a good point in what he's saying. I guess Let's he does. be honest. Yeah, yeah, I, mean, right. I think I can actually just say, you know, amen. Can't be and that a, hurt. Amen and amen. Yeah. What time is it? Well, John, I mean, you, you didn't trust me that I was going to get sorry, to it. I'm sorry. I, like, I thought you got lost. No, there's no lost. I mean, is it because I was vacuuming ahead? You feel like I'm, my, my mind isn't in it? Wait, uh, speaking of vacuuming, if you go to our uh, Facebook page, The Ride Home with John and Kathy, mm-hmm. you'll, there's a little a short video, 37 seconds of Kath vacuuming the hallway outside That sounds our really offices. gripping. Who wouldn't want to watch that? No, no, please do. You get a little insight into Kath and what she's doing there. Look, all I can say is last night I, I came upon me that my office was appalling and had to be cleaned. Mm-hmm. And 24 hours later, I got to be honest, I'm working in a palace. Oh, <laughs> I have my whole attitude's changed. Okay, I mean, it's a small palace, but it is a palace. It's very, very small. Wait, speaking of that, we are once again at the critical book stage. We we are at emergency levels. Mm-hmm. So I, we do this from time to time. You know, books come to us on a daily basis, and ninety nine point nine percent of them we just don't use. We don't, and so we apologize if you send us books and we just ignore them. However, the recipients of our castaway books. Oftentimes, we'll tune in and say, yeah, g- give me those books. So how about this? Um, I got a box of books. Mm-hmm. Um, email me, johnhall at wordfm.com. And I'll, if you come in here, you got to pick them up. And just it's a big, heavy box. Maybe I'll get a, a dolly and help you down the hall with them and out the door. And I've done this probably, we've done this, what, six or seven oh, times? Oh, for sure. Yeah, easily. And while you help them down the hall, I'll be vacuuming. Okay, good. Okay, nice. okay. so is this the appropriate time for I me to tell you? Yes, it okay. is. Okay, John. What? Your weekend has begun. Oh, yes. Thank God it's Friday. 
It's uh, seven minutes past the five o'clock hour on a lovely Friday afternoon. Thank God it's truly in this corner of the world. Always writing well. Very, very nice. You got plans? I do have plans. Uh, tomorrow night is Easter. Oh, this is Easter delayed. Round two, yes. Mm-hmm. I had the flu over Easter, mm-hmm. and so the uh, 18 people that were expecting to come to my house could not. Yeah. And so they're all coming tomorrow. Oh, they are? Yes, they are. All 18? Yep. Nice. I have invited new Mike and fam. What? But they can't come. Oh, okay. Because they have better friends than I me. I didn't get the invitation. I feel like this weekend. You're Sorry. busy. I, I knew you the... were busy. Okay, yeah, sure, sure. You can come after yeah. the show if you want hey, to. Hey, actually, I'm going to go to a Trinity Christian School. They're doing the uh, production of Our Town. Nice. And one of the stars is? My son. That's right. Fabulous. A Quinster. That's right. Quinn Hall. Because the, the thespian thing yeah. passes from generation to generation. It does. It does. I like it's it. Good. good job, Quinn Hall. It's very thrilling. I wish I could see it except for this giant dinner I'm hosting. Yes. Um, anyway, okay. Pittsburgh's still mourning one of the greatest oh. sports legends to ever come out of the city of Pittsburgh, Bruno Sammartino. Yeah, Bruno Sammartino passed away at the age of 82. Was that uh, two days ago, right? I believe, On Wednesday. Right? I mean, if you are of a certain age, now how do you know Bruno Sammartino? Because uh, I graduated from high school with his oh, sons. Oh, okay, all right, yeah. So I say generally, if you're, what, 45, 50, then you grew up in the age of Bruno maybe, right? I mean, especially if you're over 50. Bruno Sammartino was one of my childhood heroes. Mm-hmm. I mean, Saturday evening, studio wrestling and the Channel 11 studios, Rosie, uh, uh, Rosie the ringside, ringside Rosie, Pie Trainer, Chili Billy, and always Bruno Sammartino when he was in town. I mean, what a star he was and what a fabulous guy. Do you know what, how many times did he sell out in Madison Square Garden? Oh, I'm reading from the Ron Cook article. And what a, what a great article. Oh, excellent article. Is it? I just I think Ron Cook is just a great oh, treasure in Pittsburgh. I really do. Anyway, um, in Ron Cook's article about Bruno, he said that uh, Bruno took twenty tours of Japan. Yeah, he was a big hero. Twelve in Japan. trips to Australia. He was the headliner at Madison Square Garden two hundred and eleven times and sold the place out a hundred and eighty seven. Madison Square Garden. Come on. That's a big space. They said Babe Ruth built Yankee Stadium and Bruno built the garden. I love it. And he lived in the same home in the North Hills yeah. for like 56 right. years. Only about a mile from where I live. So he could have lived in any number of places. Yep. Which his son's a barber, right? One yeah. of his boys. Mm-hmm. Yep. Isn't that cool? It really is. And so in the article by Ron Cook, they talk about you know a lunch that Ron had with Bruno years ago. And no, it wasn't years I'm sorry, ago. Just this yeah, past year. Yeah, it was at it was at Rico's only what a couple months ago. And you know Rico's well. And so the article essentially was about Bruno's hero, which was Bruno's mom, who passed away at the age of ninety five. Mm-hmm. I mean, Bruno's mother got shot after World War II in the shoulder, going sneaking down the mountainside to go back and try to get food for her starving family. I got to be honest. Until I read, you know, Ron Cook has written a couple um, articles about Bruno. Yeah. Until I heard about Bruno's mom's story, I guess I didn't realize the plight of the Italians. After the war. And I, I didn't realize. Oh my goodness I, I mean, gracious. just unbelievable story of a woman who did everything to save her kids yeah. while her husband had already come over here to Pittsburgh mm-hmm. to settle in South Oakland. Yeah. I mean, post-World War II, of course, Europe was in turmoil. There was food shortages and no power and people were just hooking, hooked by crook. So, yeah, fabulous, fabulous article about Bruno Sammartino and his mom. I mean, what a woman. Ron Cook says that Bruno should be remembered as our most treasured sports ambassador. And because when people think of Bruno, they think of Pittsburgh. Yeah. So in South Oakland, the entranceway into South Oakland, there's a plaque that honors Dan Marino, Andy mm-hmm. Warhol, and Bruno. Yep. 
I mean, that, that's three pretty big names. That is pretty, pretty good. So there's a Hollywood documentary that, um, how about Larry, that? Yeah, Larry Richard's been involved in. And, um, Awesome that Bruno had seen it before he passed away. His yeah. wife has seen it. It hasn't come out yet. hasn't premiered yet. Um, it's going to be premiering shortly. But Bruno said after he watched it, what the heck did people see in me? What? Like, really? What was the big deal? I mean, here's a guy who invented himself just by sheer force. What, a, a little skinny kid yeah. and then bodybuilding on top of bodybuilding. Yeah, so he, he, starts out, he starts out malnourished and ends up being you know 276 pounds. A pure muscle. And you know, when you look at wrestling today, it seems like a farce, like a, a sideshow. And, and Bruno, I mean, he was the real deal. When you look at what he broke his nose like 11 times, his <laughs> cauliflower ears, all the beatings that he took. I mean, that is a, a brutal, rugged profession. It's a heck of a way to make a living, isn't it? Holy smokes. Yeah. Well, all I can say is that this, this line from Ron's article sums it up. He says he could have lived anywhere in the world, but he chose the North Hills in the same house for 56 years. The best thing you can say about any Pittsburgher is he never forgot where he came from. Very nice. Bruno Sammartino, one of the greats, sorely missed here in Western Pennsylvania. Laid to rest on Monday. We'll take a break. Come back. We're going to talk about gardening, her gardening skills, finally. Please tell me I can garden soon. I don't know. Is there some more snow on the way? 101.5 WORD. Turning Point with David Jeremiah. All of heaven is filled with music, men and women. There are more hymns in the book of Revelation than any other book than the book of Psalms. And when we get to heaven, people say, what are we going to do? We are going to praise God in every conceivable way that is possible. Join Dr. David Jeremiah for his series, Escape the Coming Night, next time on Turning Point. This evening at 7.30 on 101.5 WORD. When you clean out your garage, you find all kinds of things. Hey, the lucky rabbit's foot. Things you forgot you lost. There's my old comic book collection. With a new shed from Yoder's Backyard Structures, you can create more space inside by putting more stuff outside. And it comes fully assembled, painted, and delivered in place free of charge. Steve. Oh, hey, Mike. Good to see you. Hey, uh, honey. I found your brother. Find out what you forgot you lost. Like more space at yodersbackyard.com. When wet weather is on the way, keep it dry inside with J&D Waterproofing. Water seepage and a sinking foundation can cause major structural damage if left untreated. Joe Belanti and the team at J&D Waterproofing have the experience to correct your water problem with over 72 years in the industry. Call the Tri-State's premier waterproofing company now at 1-800-VERY-DRY for a free estimate and big savings on all waterproofing services for a limited time. J&D Waterproofing, 1-800-VERY-DRY. Today's world craves leaders. Leaders with vision, moral character, and independent thinking. Leaders aren't born, they're made. And since 1986, Rama Christian School in Moon has laid the foundation that makes leaders through academic and extracurricular activities designed to be as instructional as they are competitive, through mission and service opportunities, arts and athletics, an independent school where pre-K through 8th grade students are formed to become the independent leaders of tomorrow. Schedule a tour at ramachristianschool.org. The nation's largest Christian music festival, Creation Northeast, celebrating its 40th anniversary, returns to Agape Farm in Mount Union, Pennsylvania, June 27th through the 30th, featuring Toby Bath, for King and Country, Jeremy Kerr, Bethel Music, Mandisa, Phil Song Young and Free, Jordan Feliz, a special reunion of classic Petra and more, plus speakers Tony Nolan, Reed Saunders, Keith Adams, Abdu Murray, Vince Vitale and more. Join thousands of believers at Creation Northeast. It will be the highlight of your summer, maybe your life. More info at creationfest.com. The best Christian music to brighten your day. 
Messages that inspire hope, life, and spiritual transformation from the nation's leading Christian teachers and a safe place for you to grow in your faith. Sound like something you could use? Visit ChristianRadio.com. ChristianRadio.com is a place you can find hope when there seems to be none. All your favorite Christian radio stations can go with you wherever you go. Join us now online and on your mobile app at ChristianRadio.com. Dandelion, don't tell no lies. Dandelion will make you wise. Tell me if she laughs or cries. Hey, welcome back. I I think everybody... Everybody is chomping at the bit. You want to get outside, right? Yes. And if you're going to get outside, a lot of people take the spade and start to turn the dirt over, mm-hmm. get the garden in shape. Doug Oster is with us. Doug is the uh, editor, manager of everybodygardens.com. He's with us live in studio. Doug, welcome. Thanks for having me. That's uh, a place where you can go if you can't get the Tribune Review anymore. You know, a lot of people can't get the paper. So yeah. all my gardening stuff is at everybodygardens.com. Nice. It's all free. You know, videos. I do a video once a week where uh, I follow the season through you know they're they're hard to do in the winter but they're getting easier to do nowadays nice okay so we're finally at the season where you (laughs) can go out and start to do some things well i always have to warn people that first we have to make sure that the soil is ready to be worked okay so if you put a shovel in there and you turn it over and it sticks to the shovel it's too wet and if it's too wet you're going to ruin the soil structure, and then you're going to be have these persistent clumps that will dry to about the consistency of bricks. <laughs> okay, so that is one thing we don't want. Yeah, bricks. But, you know, if things are drying out here, if we don't get any more rain, you get in there, dig around. It depends on your soil. You know, my garden is filled with compost, compost, compost. I can turn mine over now, but if it, you know, you're turning it over for the first time, and it's clay-like and yeah, yeah. wet right, and right. stuff like that. But the other thing that, uh, before we get going on stuff, we already can plant the things we don't plant are like it's i always warn people this time when it starts to get warm it's too early for the things that can be affected by frost it's going to get cold again it's going to get cold all the way through the middle of may where a tomato or a pepper or an impatient or a plant like that couldn't make it so what we're planting now are things that love cold weather and that's the fun thing so for flowers that's pansies got it you got to have container container you know you can't get in the ground Got containers close to the house filled right, with pansies. Right. That can cheer you up, oh, right? Little I'm Johnny jump ups. I oh, love you those got things. it. You got it. I'm telling you, we've been color deprived for yes, so long. We really have. We really so, have. Okay, now let me break in and say that, you know, I've taken your gardening advice for years good. because I've listened to you on the radio. Okay, you've never steered me wrong. So if you're telling me that I could plant a pansy, book that I'm gonna I'm gonna believe that I can plant a pansy. I've, but can I do it outside? Like can I have I've a pot my, outside? I've had my pansies outside in pots since March. What? Uh, about twenty five. Come on, six, so they're not bothered by frost or cold weather. They love cold weather. It's funny because when I really? when I do this in March and I do it every year and I fill up these pots close to the house because the house gives them a little bit of protection. But like the UPS guy will come and he'll just say. Um, I hate to tell you this, but it's going to get cold again. And, and like it's you don't know what you're talking like, about. Does he you, know who you are? No. Thank okay. you very much for your garden yeah. tips. I appreciate that. <laughs> just keep on moving. Right. Uh-huh. Uh, pansies are edible, too. So you, like you right. Just, you can put them on top of your salads. Yep, and yep. When, you, when you come to my house and have a salad, it's a leap of faith. you got to eat the flowers. <laughs> oh, that's wild. That's very cool. <laughs> okay, so pansies. What else could we plant outside well, or we have just, outside? Well, we start talking about vegetables. There are certain vegetables that can't stand hot weather. Now, tomatoes are Italian summer, okay? That's, the what, they, that's what they want. But lettuce, arugula, other greens, spinach, cabbage, broccoli, co- coal crops like uh, collards, 
peas, beets. I could keep going on. They all love cold weather. And so let's say your, your, your vegetable garden it is too wet. All you have to do is just get a couple bags of compost for five bucks a piece at a nursery, throw it down on your bed, and then put those seeds in there, and you'll be started. No kidding. Oh, it's just, you know, I've got peas. They're up like three, four inches. Peas have to be planted on St. Patrick's Day. Grandma said so. And if Grandma... I don't remember remember Grandma saying that. Oh, Grandma told me. Okay. (laughs) And so every year, I don't care what's going on. I don't care if there's four inches of snow on the ground. I'm figuring out a way to get my peas started. That might be inside in little fiber pots. Sure. A lot of times it's outside. So you're always planting your vegetables from seed? You're not, not always, not always. Okay. I can go to the nursery like right now. Like I might go this weekend and, and if they've got lettuce and these cool weather crops, I might get them and, and, okay. and put them in because my beds are ready to work. You know, every the, the thing about that gives you the green thumb is adding organic matter into the soil. Mm-hmm. So that's compost. If you live in Allegheny County, you might live in a place where they dump compost for free. I live in Ross Township, and I'm not going to tell you where they dump it, but if you live in Ross Township, you know. And as soon as they dump it, and this was about a week ago, my informants call me immediately. (laughs) Hey, it's here. (laughs) The compost is here. (laughs) I'm I'm two minutes away. I drive up there. By the time I get up there, some guy in a Cadillac with five-gallon buckets filling up because compost is the building block. Yeah. Yeah. If you put compost in the planting hole and put the plant in there, that plant's going to have everything it needs. When it has everything it needs – it's going to basically outgrow most pester diseases. When those things are struggling, like you could put it in bad soil and you could fertilize and water and do all that, and you'd probably be able to be okay and, and you'd probably get tomatoes off it or it would flower, whatever it might be. But when they are thriving, and this is just a simple way to make them thrive, they outgrow those diseases and pests mm. for the most part. Mm-hmm. It, actually, when a plant's struggling, it's sending out these signals to, to bugs saying, I've got what you want. It's easier to get from me. And it, it basically is. You know, they're kind of limping along and then the pest can get in there and the cell walls are softer and it's easier to get their thing. And so the number one thing I do, I, don't, I just, I will not plant without knowing the soil's good or just mm-hmm. getting compost. You know? So that's step number one. So you're wasting your time if you don't do that. I think so. It, compost. It, you, you put uh, $20 worth of compost uh, for a $5 plant. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> It's just, it's just it. good money uh, after bad. It's com- common sense, you know. If you look at these old gardens, like I'm all organic gardening. That's what that's right. what I do. And it was a, an, an epiphany when I was, you know, just starting gardening and I had little kids and you know I had these cabbage worms and I called a friend. He said, "Get this stuff called Seven," and I sprinkled it on there and I killed the cabbage worms. And I see my kid walking barefoot, looking for snow peas. He's like 18 months old, and I'm like, "Huh, that can't make sense." So I said, "Well, maybe I'll look into this newfangled organic gardening thing." Went to the library. This is pre-internet, way before your time. And uh, <laughs> what it was so. And I read everything I could about organic gardening, and this wasn't new at all. It was so funny because, and I tell this all the time. Everybody was an organic gardener before World War II, sure, mm-hmm. because there were no right. chemical pesticides, right. herbicides, right. or fertilizers. And I was like, "Well, this is going to make the transition easier because those gardens were phenomenal." Mm-hmm. And so that's what I did. I just made the switch and. I just I don't want to in- encounter those those chemicals. You know, we encounter chemicals everywhere we are. You know, everywhere. Yeah, and uh, and I'm not telling anybody this is the way to garden. This is just the way I garden. Sure. Again, I don't want to be on a soapbox. It's just it's you know I'm cheap, so it's sure. cheaper. Right. It's better for everybody. It's better anybody lives downstream. And so when I'm dealing with these problems, we all have problems. I'm just using different products. I'm using organic products. Mm-hmm. I'm using things that specifically target the problem. If there's a chewing insect, I spray something on the, the, the plant that they'll eat, 
and it's not a poison. It just disrupts an insect's uh, digestive system. It I can't see. hurt you. It can't hurt the good bugs. And so when I did do that, when I put that seven down, I accomplished what I wanted to accomplish, but I didn't think about I was killing all the good bugs too. Right. And now I know that 99% of the bugs that are in the garden are either good or benign. And I was like, wow. And I was also killing my soil life underneath. And when I just turned my head around on it and just said, well, gosh, if I just, again, just put that good stuff in the soil mm-hmm. and don't affect all that stuff underneath that helps me garden, I'm going to I'm gonna have a, the, the green thumb. And every day I hear somebody say, oh, I have a brown thumb. I have a black thumb. There's no such thing. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and then a lot of times these poor, you know, first and second time homeowners that might not have had a mentor like. We had a right. grandparent or a right. parent that we, they or all – Or Doug Oster on the radio. Yeah. <laughs> they all gardened and I, I, you know, and I have to garden and I have to spread the word about gardening, especially for these young people. And when I started writing about organic gardening way back in the 80s, 1980s, uh, <laughs> <laughs> people kind of looked at me strangely. Now this new – Oh, now you're like the new, king of the hill, right? This right? new group coming up with a little hip. kid. They want nothing to do with it. They want to grow their own food but just want to learn how to do it. And again, you know, it all comes back to that compost. That is. And Doug Oster is with us. Sorry. Doug Oster is the uh, editor and manager of everybodygardens.com. Everybodygardens.com. So, Doug, go back about this. You know, you talked about a mentor and, you know, first time homeowners or what. Uh, for a lot of people, gardening is something that's uh, sort of you're, you're intimidated by. Yeah, it's it. mysterious. Well, I get that a lot, especially from new gardeners. And if you go into a nursery and you're a new gardener, you're going to be intimidated with bulbs, tubers, plants, mm-hmm. uh, all this, so all, those, all those bags on that wall. Like, what, what, what is all this for? So, I always. You're also going to be poor. Yeah, true. Because it can be very expensive but if you don't I, know what you're doing. I boil it down to these three things for them. Number one, we've already talked about improving the soil. Number two is when the plants go that you want to grow go in the ground. That information is readily available online now. Thirdly, do not let those things dry out, meaning mulching and watering when it doesn't, you know, when we don't get rain. Though, you know, gardening is a lifelong learning process. But those three things, if you can tell somebody that, they're like, oh, that's a big deal. I can do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it's not that – it's really not that complicated. When you think about those old gardens and those old gardeners, they had a way to do it and they had somebody that taught them how to do it and that's all we're doing. Is anybody I see, you know, whether it's at the, you know, gas station, you know, now they know who who I am. So I'll be at the gas station. Hey, I'm so depressed about this snow. I said, yeah, me too, Mm -hmm. you know, and and just, you know – Sharing and you know, I've got a greenhouse filled with this little you know old fashioned seventies kit greenhouse that somebody put on the house before I got there, filled nice. with plants that ninety percent of them I'll just give away. You know, I've got to start them. You know, uh, a guy <laughs> came to see me speak a week ago and brought me a, a tomato called wild boar mint julep tomato. What? <laughs> That's a lot together. <laughs> that it's a, it's a green tomato that looks like a plum that has yellow and green stripes when it's uh, ripe. Now, I don't need to know anything else about it except it's called wild boar mint julep. I mean, you know, <laughs> right. if I got wild boar mint julep growing in the garden and anyone comes to visit, <laughs> right. or if I have it in a salad, what is this? Oh, that's my wild boar mint julep. <laughs> you know, I mean, this is the kind of stuff that that I tell people, like, you don't. it's not a big decision when you go to get something like that. You know, just like, if you have a name that you fall in love with, like I grow Matt's Wild Cherry Tomato. I got a kid named Matt. Okay, mm. that's all it takes, mm. you know, yeah, you right, know, or right, Gloria right. from right. my mother. I grow, I grow Sweet Nancy because that's my mom's name. There you uh-huh. go. There, and that, that's, I've always done that. By just connecting with a plant that way or falling in love with it early on in a picture in a catalog or something, you can do it. Anybody can do it. 
you know it and it should be fun mm-hmm. yeah don't 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 do too much don't that's I, you know that's that's a wise um bit of advice because oftentimes if you th- and i've done this multiple times i've tried to take over too big of an area i have too and then all mm-hmm. of a sudden you're you're four weeks into it and you realize i can't possibly keep up with this well i've had this i've just i've let beds go back to the woods and that's basically have you, just yeah, because and, you think you can't. Well, I, can't I, just, I know I can't. I, I, it's, I probably could, but it's like, do I really want to slave at it? I don't want to slave at it. I want to have fun. Sure. Right. I want to have fun. At it. So I'm trying to do it as easy, I can, as easy as I can. I'm adding perennials all the time that bloom for a long time. They come back on their own and they don't need a lot of maintenance. The irony mm. of my garden is that. I can't spend the time I need to in it. I'm always out doing this. Mm. <laughs> I'm talking, teaching. Writing, you know, uh, speaking, whatever it might be. But at the same time, people look at your house or your garden and go, wait a second, you're supposed to be that guy. Okay. So there's a little yeah, pressure. Okay, wait, uh, uh, four acres in the woods. Oh. <laughs> okay. I was going to ask her, you. are you like the contractor's house? Exactly. That, like, okay. And my wife's so cool about it, too. She's just like, you know, every once in a while, it's just like, is, are those leaves ever going to get moved? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> That's excellent. But you know what? It's, it's, it's your garden, and you have it the way you want it. It shouldn't be for anybody else. I'm letting some weeds go because they're good pollinator plants. I and and I, I love them. You know, I just I love the flowers. If, if it's only a weed... If it's in your head as a weed, all these years people told me this, these plants were weeds. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I got to pull these out. And then I started reading in this, you know, and I'm like, well, wait a minute. I like that flower. Then it's not a weed. <laughs> okay, that sounds right. like good advice. We need to take a quick break. Doug Oster is with us. Doug is the manager, the editor of everybodygardens.com. Stick around. Doug's with us for a while. Traffic. It is what it is. Missed concerts, football games, lots of cold dinners, and cold shoulders from Cindy. How much longer do I have to do this? Kids miss me. Cindy misses me. Our marriage is missing me. With a financial strategy from Kurt Knodek. There he was on the radio again. Kurt Knodek. Yeah, retire sooner. So I called Kurt. We just talked about life. Family, it felt right. Then come to find out, Kurt's personalized retirement planning showed me retirement wasn't as far off as I thought. Now the only thing I'm missing is the traffic. Do you need a financial strategy for retirement? Let's talk. Accurate Solutions Group, 412-515-3355. That's 412-515-3355. Investment advisory services offered through Accurate Solutions Group, Inc. Hi, this is John Hall. How'd you sleep last night? I slept good, real good. Last night, I fell asleep fast. Then I dreamt about tropical beaches, little puppies, a mountain of candy, and steak. I mean, that's a really good night's sleep. And I woke up bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. It's all thanks to my pillow, And that same great night's sleep can be yours anywhere you go. Right now, inventor Mike Lindell is offering his four-pack special for Word FM listeners. Get two full-size MyPillows and two go-anywhere pillows so there's no 
no excuse not to get a good night's sleep wherever you go. Plus, the machine washable and dryable and are backed by MyPillow's famous 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Just call 1-800-961-9207 and use the promo code WORD to get the four-pack special. Or enter promo code WORD at MyPillow.com and get the four-pack special today. That's 1-800-961-9207 or visit MyPillow.com. Use the promo code WORD. This is Jay Hagerman of Hagerman Law. Writing an estate plan is one thing. Having the experience to administer the estate is something else. At Hagerman Law, estate administration isn't a side job. It's what we do. You have the same goals we all do. To protect your assets, to minimize taxes, and ensure your inheritance gets to the ones that you love. How you get there, that's specific to you. So let's talk. Hagerman Law. Legal help that lasts a lifetime. Visit HagermanLaw.com. Discover Eden Christian Academy and discover an exceptional education where solid academics and authentic faith prepare students to step confidently into the future. See what the largest non-denominational pre-K through 12th grade Christian school in the North Hills has to offer. From Whippeo Athletics to Fine Arts, service activities and more. Eden Christian Academy. Christ-centered, student-focused and mission true since 1983. Visit EdenChristianAcademy.org. We'll see clear skies across the area tonight. Cold overnight going down to a low of 30 degrees. Tomorrow, sunshine will be mixing with some clouds. High 57. Partly cloudy tomorrow night. Low 38 degrees. Then for Sunday, partly sunny. A nice afternoon. The high for Sunday, 63 degrees. I'm AccuWeather meteorologist Danielle Niddle on 101.5 Word FM. Dandelion, don't tell no lies. Dandelion will make you wise. So maybe we've turned a corner. Maybe. The snow's gone. Temperatures are supposed to rise next week. With that, Doug Oster is with us. Doug is the manager and the editor of EverybodyGardens.com. All right, Doug, so let's talk. You mentioned perennials before we went to break. And the beauty of a perennial is, first of all, it keeps coming back. Second of all, it's probably going to come back larger. And so if you've got a garden, the more perennials you can put in there, the nicer you're being to yourself That's, over time. Actually, just what I was writing about this morning was, especially long-time gardeners, we always kind of move away from – got to have annuals. you got right, to have your annuals. The they and, go from mm-hmm. frost to frost. But the perennials – you know, you start to appreciate the beauty of their foliage because mm-hmm. that's what you see most of the time, and that's easier. And it starts filling up space, and you don't have to keep buying them again and again. Right. I've got one, and unfortunately, it only has this Latin name. But this thing starts blooming at end of April and goes all the way through to like December. What? What? Yeah. So most of the time, they only bloom for like six, eight weeks. Yeah. And the deer wow. don't eat it. It grows in dry shade or in the sun. But it only has the Latin name. So when I say this Latin name, get ready. Yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> it's called Corydalis lutea, and it's C-O-R-Y-D-A-L-I-S. Lutea is L-U-T-E-A. That's Latin for yellow. That's the yeah. only Latin word I know. To- okay. <laughs> what does it look like? It's just uh, in, in the shade it grows. It, it's got this grayish-green fo- um, ferny foliage with tiny yellow flowers on top. And then it, it, it makes this beautiful colony after just a couple years, and it's not from invasive underground runners. It just throws seeds everywhere. So when it throws a seed in a container, now I have a plant wow. that will bloom oh. longer than an annual. It's just – I'm telling you, I, I, I 
That one I get on my soapbox about. <laughs> that one wherever wow. I go, you know. Okay, the, so where do you, can you get that at a yeah yeah go to a good nursery go to a good nursery and then also always buy, try and buy from your local nursery sure. because the the cost of the shipping and the quality of the plants <laughs> those those local nurseries mm-hmm. if you go somewhere else like it's not a plant specialist place where you can get like all sorts of things right like a big box place maybe they come right off the truck and they look great but if you don't know what you're doing and you don't water those right forget it mm-hmm. that's why and you're not going to pay anything more at a, at a good nursery and, and you can ask that good nursery listen i was listening to the radio and i heard this guy and he's from everybody something and it's called uh ludia mm-hmm. <laughs> and they'll Close say oh out. no that's doug mm-hmm. oster that's that guy yeah he's always talking about that plant yeah, <laughs> so. yeah. okay that's neat so it's little cool. yellow flowers i like it so it's just you know discovering little things like that and then being able to pass it on is just like again that's the plant when that thing is in its prime like mid June mm-hmm. and it blooms all that time but it, it has a peak in that mid June thing where it looks if you came to the garden you'd be like wow this guy must work in here every day look at no that. kidding it's mm-hmm. everywhere oh, look at that. it's amazing you know look how good it goes with the that's the other thing there's so many happy accidents in the garden like when that these plants pop up it's just like wow that looked good <laughs> it wasn't my doing but it just mm. you know somebody else uh, mm-hmm. it, wor- it works together <laughs> yeah, right? yeah 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 it, it's just like it's called a happy accident i have lots of happy accidents and even if it's not a happy accident if it's like pink and yellow or something like that and somebody look at it and say oh, that looks kind of funny i'll just say well i just saw that uh, color combination in fine gardening magazine so. <laughs> i decided to try and then you see their garden like three months later it's all pink and <laughs> <laughs> yellow that's the way trends work that's right okay talk to us about um pests like let's start with animals like i have a i have two rabbit colonies that live in my and i love these rabbits sure i don't want to do anything to hurt the rabbits but but the rabbits eat i mean they whatever i had i have an area of dill that i was so proud of that Mm. i had been cultivating for years and they always left it alone and last year they just decided how have we not seen this before and Mm. just devastated it so So what do i do with rabbits Always with these four-legged creatures, the first thing is some kind of physical barrier if possible. Not always possible. The next thing we go to is some kind of deterrent. And there's a great one. Actually, we have it at Everybody Gardens. They make it in Greenville, PA, and it's called hot pepper wax. Mm. You can spray it on any food crop. It can't hurt you. You won't taste hot pepper, but the rabbits won't eat it. And I actually fenced a family of rabbits into my vegetable garden. What? Well, I left the gate. On purpose? uh, No. I I left the gate open. Mommy rabbit came in, built her nest, had her babies. And how it works is mommy rabbit goes out during the day and comes back. Well, no. Leaves them alone during the day and brings the food at night. Got it. And so I had to leave the gate open until the rabbits were big enough where I figured I could shoo them out of there. and. These videos I do every week, Max the Wonder Dog comes with us. Well, Max the Wonder Dog used to be the rabbit chaser, deer preventer, groundhog fighter. He can't see any of them anymore. He's, he's, <laughs> he's old. Mm-hmm. So I had the, the rabbits. I raised my rabbits up to a good size on my peas and beans and nice. dill. That was good of you. <laughs> and I brought Max the Wonder Dog in, and I said, Max, there's a rabbit. He just said, where? <laughs> <laughs> I have this on video. They see each other. The rabbit starts running out of the garden full speed. Max is running behind him. Max runs all the way out of the garden. The rabbit turned left before he left the garden. And Max comes in all proud, like, I took care of things. I said, yeah, you did, Max. Yeah, you did. <laughs> Old habits. So well, all right, that's good. first physical barriers. Yeah. With deer, we have lots of, lots d- of deterrents. Uh, I use this one called Bobex. Ugh, it smells awful, but it keeps the deer off the stuff. Mm-hmm. I try and like like at, out at the Pittsburgh Botanic Garden, they've got like 
60 acres open, and they're putting like thousands of trees in there. Each one of those needs, if it's going to be something deer are going to be interested in, uh, some stakes around it with just some deer netting around that one tree. I'm doing a little bit of that around okay. the garden. Uh, sometimes it'll be really thick fishing line with some streamers on it. I you see. know, that's inexpensive and every 12 inches up like a fence or something or around some trees. And then the Bob X and then trying to grow things they don't like to eat. The worst of the worst of all of them is the groundhog. And people will say to me, like, well, I don't mind sharing. I say, you don't mind sharing when it takes one bite out of a tomato. You got to eat and from the other side then. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> all right. So physical barriers first. Yeah, yeah. and then and some then kind of deterrent. Okay, people can go Smell. to your website and check mm-hmm. out the other yeah, deterrents gardens, that are There's a lot of stuff there. And then lots of information about all this, too. I, I write a lot about critters. Because, okay. boy, that'll drive you nuts, especially you know, a new, gar- new gardener. And you so do all that work. Yeah, right, so right. discouraging. And it's gone the heartbeat. What yeah. about gardening in pots? Oh, you know, I'm really big into growing. Even though I live on four acres, I probably have 50, 60 pots filled really? with different things. Yeah, it's it's useful. Why do you choose to do that if you have all that land? Well, because you're you're supplying the water and the fertilizer for it. And so when you do have like a drought, it's it's harder to do. It's harder to keep a 30 by 40 garden right. going. It's easy just to walk those pots and put a little fertilizer and water in them, and you can keep things going. You're up higher, away from the rabbit mm-hmm, right. or, or the groundhog, and it looks great. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of a lot of plants just really love to grow in containers. Vegetables you know? also. Oh, definitely, definitely. Any any vegetable except maybe corn would be a tough one that you could grow in the ground. You could grow in in a container too. You can just pick ones that are they're bred for it. Uh, there's a lot of since containers have become such a big deal, especially for city gardeners. Uh, you can grow they're, – they're breeding these container plants where you get a big tomato with a small plant. And so that's the idea. You, you don't want an eight-foot-tall plant in a container. Right. So – well, Doug, thanks enough a lot. Oh, I mean, thanks for having me. It's, it's, it's been, been fun. Start of spring. Yeah, you get terrific. Yeah, yeah. You actually made us believe that it will come. And that it's possible to garden. It's here. Yeah. What do you mean it will come? It's here. Yes, right. I know. I want to believe. Was, I'm still wearing a turtleneck, Doug. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah, hey, wait, before you go, sweater. talk to us about uh, Everybody Gardens. What, oh, what you know what? Uh, that's where, if you can't get the trip, that's where you can see all my gardening stuff. But I think... People really love to see the video every week. You know, mm. I, I, I follow the season through, oh, okay. and you know, the, when the filming day has to be the filming day, and so it's like snowing on filming day, and then Friday it's eighty degrees, <laughs> <laughs> and so there I am out with wet snow all over me. But also lots of information. All my stories are there. Uh, you know, I love for me that the whole thing about Everybody Gardens is that I'm able to. Meet these people. Yes, we learn the the uh, nuts and bolts of what they're doing, but we learn about them and why they garden, mm-hmm. why they're inspired, and what they do. Mm-hmm. Love it. Thanks enough a lot, Doug. Good Thank to meet you. you. Doug Oster, he's the manager, the editor, everybodygardens.com. Everybodygardens.com. I'll Take put a, a link on our Facebook page, The Ride Home with John and Kathy. A moo moo here and a moo moo there. Here a moo, there a moo, everywhere a moo moo. Hi there, it's me, Marcia from the Springhouse, inviting you out to our real working dairy farm in 84 PA on the Saturday before Memorial Day for our annual Farm Heritage Day. During this annual event, two giant tents will hold 20 plus old time crafters, sharing their wares with you like sheep shearing, wool spinning, quilting, and leather punching. Our old fashioned chore girls will be churning butter, kneading bread dough, and rolling pie dough and they'll need lots of helpers too. 
take the tour of our modern milking facility where you get to try your hand at milking Sally the Tour Cow. The Springhouse Cooks will feature all kinds of fabulous eats inside, too. So come hungry for hot roast beef and gravy, real mashed potatoes, and so much more. Farm Heritage Day at the Springhouse on Saturday of Memorial Day weekend, 11 to 4. Let us share a little of our farm with you. Springhousemarket.com or give us a call at 724-228-3339. The following is not an actor, but a real-life story from Trinity Debt Management. It's probably been about 10 years ago. I had quite a few credit cards. The interest on the cards was really high. I was making the minimum payments, but barely. And it was just getting to be too much, so I called Trinity. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-936-5496 to talk to a certified counselor. They met with me, and they were able to get all of my credit cards in one lower payment. Trinity will consolidate your accounts into one easy-to-manage monthly payment, put a stop to late fees and over-limit charges, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. They did help me learn how to manage my money. Now, you know, we have a house, and we're doing a lot better. If your debt has you down, call Trinity at 1-800-936-5496. My name is Holly, and I am debt-free for keeps. 1-800-936-5496. Hello, everybody. I'm Tunch Elkin, and I'd like to invite you to join me, head coach Mike Tomlin of the Pittsburgh Steelers, Leon's Crump from Atlanta, and Ed Glover of Urban Impact for Man Up Pittsburgh on Saturday, June 9th at Victory Family Church in Cranberry. Come experience fellowship, prayer, worship while hearing powerful messages and attend breakout sessions, all designed for us to up our games as godly men and mentors. From high schoolers to grandfathers, this is for you. Register today at manuppittsburgh.org. Hosted by Urban Impact and brought to you locally by Chick-fil-A of Pittsburgh. At Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville, find extreme accessories for all your dirty jobs, like hauling landscape supplies. Protect your vehicle with spray-on bed liners, tonneau covers, weather tech floor liners, and more. Say goodbye to dirt and grime inside and out with extreme detailing. Plus, lift kits, electronics, and remote starters, always a favorite. Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville, for the extreme in all of us. At ExtremeTruck.net. This month, drive in the spring with a brand new Chevy. Hi, this is Tun Chilkin for my friends at Calusi Chevrolet. Did you know that the team at Calusi has been in business for a 100 years? So whether you're in the market for a new or a pre-owned vehicle, you need to check out their huge inventory. They have a great selection of crossovers like Equinox, Traverse, and the Chevy Trax. And you can trust the team at Calusi Chevrolet to make the process easy and hassle-free. Find them online at Calusi.com. Chevrolet, find new roads. There's a girl in El Salvador who dreams of becoming an engineer. There's an elder in Uganda who dreams of having a community to call his own. No two dreams are the same. Help one person achieve theirs at Unbound.org. Finding a Christian school that meets your students' needs and your high standards is simple. Visit PittsburghChristianSchools.net and discover Greater Pittsburgh's best Christian schools, links to their websites, location information, and more. PittsburghChristianSchools.net I'll tell you, the things you see online, you got to go to Kathy's Twitter feed. You have to. Because she's got... Find me on Twitter. It's You will laugh. It's so funny. So she's doing this thing where... What it, it's a combination of like it's National Look Alike Day. Yeah, so as National Look Alike Day, you have a photo, a photo collage, a montage mm-hmm. of blueberry muffins and Chihuahua faces. 
and they look very similar. They look shockingly the same. <laughs> it makes me laugh. Mm-hmm. Chihuahuas are such a weird Aren't dog. They? They Aren't they? They are so ridiculous. I mean, and who's the person who actually thought to themselves when they were looking at a muffin, <laughs> this looks like a chihuahua? Who is that person? I mean, that's very funny stuff. And then you also have puppies and fried chicken. Yeah, but they're like cocker spaniel puppies or like poot little golden like, doodles. Golden doodles. Golden yeah. doodles. Thank you, Mike. With pieces of fried chicken, and they look similar. I mean, the texture is like the same. It's a crack up. <laughs> and then I also have the picture of people who look like their dogs, which is one of my favorite things. I love, I love when people look like their dogs. That is funny. It's just so good. Anyway, find me on Twitter, Kathy underscore Word FM. Very nice. Okay, so um, restaurants in town. It's hard. Uh, it's hard to keep track of what's going on. Wouldn't it be nice to have? You it's know, like, like the restaurant capital of the world right now. Yes. It, so if you, how about if you were like one of these guys who had like an unlimited sort of like expense account? I would eat that would up. Oh my gosh! I'd go out up. all the time. I'd be like a blimp. I love that. I would just like keep going. Absolutely. Because there's that. so many great places to eat. Right. I mean, you know, for many years Pittsburgh was sort of like at a food deficit. Now we're exploding. Oh, I know. Every it. neighborhood has new <laughs> restaurants. Now I was looking in today's paper. Apparently, there's another steak house that's opening downtown how the, many steakhouses do we need downtown i don't know but uh, uh, this place i've got to go to okay. i'm going to save up some money Tell me about so it. the former um <laughs> this is how far back it's the former wt grant building which then later is. became the Saks fifth avenue oh, okay store. i know that right and now it's uh wait that was going i'm telling you six eight months a year ago that was going to become a live music venue of some sort really well now it's 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 a, in a Brazilian restaurant called Fogo de Chao, F O G O D E C H A O. It opens downtown Monday. You can indulge in roasted prime sirloin, mm. lamb chops, mm. chicken marinated in beer and mm. pork loin, and ribs that are served on long skewers by chefs who slice the meat tableside. The restaurant is ten thousand square <gasps> feet. 10,000. The chefs and servers are gauchos, and uh, they m- prepare the food at your table, which I don't know what the, what that's going to be like, but apparently, I mean, it's Brazilian. It's like a bocce. Oh, yeah. I mean, I would love to, uh, let's, somehow. There's a there's a Brazilian place in, what is it, Penn Hills, Monroeville area called the Green I don't know. Something. That's been there for, for really? 10 Brazilian. years, I bet. Yeah. Because Brazilians love their beef. Mm, yeah. That's the specialty, Some of the right? best beef in the world comes from Brazil, right? Yeah. So, okay. Okay. So, how okay, many so, da- so, Okay. So, off the top of my head, I can think of the Capitol Grill. Mm-hmm. I can think of Morton's. Ruth Chris. Ruth Chris. Um, I mean, that's... That's just downtown. Right. That's just... Think of how small the how downtown Bettis's, area is. Is Bettis's would be no, considered a steakhouse? No, I wouldn't call that a steakhouse. No, okay. I mean, somebody general. might. I wouldn't yeah. necessarily get a steak there. What, what about the place... Um, What's the place called? It's right by Bettis's, uh in the North Shore. Um, mm, yep. A steak place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't okay. think of what it yeah, is. Yeah. But I mean, I don't know how many steak places we can support. Apparently, people like steak a lot. Well, Coal Hill Steakhouse? What is it? Coal, Coal Hill? Hill? No, I What's don't know that, that one. So, Grandview Avenue? Really? So in oh, between, up on Mount Washington. Mm-hmm. Between okay. steakhouses and hotels, we're sort We're of like a, a at. So. You know, I think I brought this up on the air. If I didn't, I, I'm sorry I didn't, because one of our favorite restaurants in Pittsburgh is mm. no longer. I cannot believe they closed Poros yeah. in Market Square. That was a, sh- a short drive. That was the most gorgeous. Oh, beautiful space. Wasn't it? 
One Lovely. of those beautiful bars I've ever mm-hmm. seen. Yeah. And that corner slot on Market Square is so beautiful at Christmas. It's so beautiful in yep. the summer. It's like a little walkway that people just, sit there in one of those big banquet, big, big banquets. And I don't know how many times we ate there, but we never had bad service. We're just out, not just not bad service. We had outstanding <laughs> service. Yes. I loved, I loved being able to walk in the door and pick my own fish. Mm. It was just, that was a beautiful, beautiful place. So the same person, and I'm sorry, I don't remember the restaurant group at this point, but the same person that owned Poros and closed it also owned Ceviche, which was another favorite of mine on Penn Avenue and closed that. Yeah. Um, so the only, and I believe they also own Nola. Holy smokes. And closed oh, yeah, that. Oh, sure. Market Square. I think so. Yeah. So I think the only restaurant that that uh, restaurant group still has is uh, Leonese, which is also in the cultural district, which used to be Sonoma. Holy, I mean, um, how can you keep track? Of I think all that's this? the only. I think that's the only one they have left. So, if you're, so if I'm talking about favorite restaurants currently in Pittsburgh, I mean this is like, I don't have enough time, nor for sure I don't have enough cash to keep up on the restaurant scene right, 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 right. now. But I for sure would love to. Um, I will tell you though about two places that I have come to really, really love. Um, one is Bakersfield, which is on Penn Avenue, right across the st- right um, near Siena Mercado. Is it by where? By Heinz Hall? No, it's on it's on Penn Avenue, further up. Okay, further up, closer to the convention center. Oh. But I mean, you could oh, be yeah, sure, you could sure, be sure. at Heinz Hall in a little by bit by the meatball place. <laughs> right, within a couple doors of it, or maybe it's right next door. That's a chain, um, but there may be I don't know six restaurants around the country. It's the most economical, the most delicious fish tacos you will find anywhere. No kidding. <coughs> you like Pardon yourself me. a fish taco, don't you? You know I love a fish I know taco. You do. Yeah. They also, and you, I promise you, will be over the moon for the guacamole. Oh. I cannot figure out really? what they do to that guacamole. Hmm. <coughs> I'm sorry. Um, great salads. Anyway, you can. What I like about eating there is that you can spend a ton of money or hardly any money. And you can choose. So it's not like everything there is, is, the, is going to really? knock you out. You can buy a fish taco. It's $4. Nice. So have, I usually have a couple fish tacos and a salad. I can be out of there myself for you know 16 bucks. So, I mean, I think that's the big Great thing. Great place, Bakersfield on Penn Avenue. So you bring up a good point, right? I mean, there's so many different places to eat. And I think like a lot of people, you know, you find a few restaurants and then you're loyal to those restaurants. But because there's been this explosion in the past few years or five years or so, there's so many different places to go. But I would imagine that most people are kind of intimidated or... Or you know, just fearful to go in you because it's be. unusual, and right. they think it might be over the the prices might be over well, the moon. First off, you can look at any menu online, so you shouldn't be intimidated because you can know what you're going to spend. Sure. And you know, oftentimes in the summer, especially, my husband and I really like to go downtown and just get something at like four different places. Mm-hmm. Just you know, sample a little bit, right? Just sample. So go have an appetizer someplace. Go have an up, you know, a bowl of soup another place, and you know, just kind of see what Pittsburgh has to offer. You know what else? I almost forgot about this place. I really like pork and beans. Where's that? Which is on 6th. So all down in the cultural district, right? Yeah. yeah. Pork and beans. Pork and beans. Now, obviously, you can tell what they specialize yeah, in. Yeah, pork and beans. But delicious food. I had I had a hot dog with uh, brisket on top. Mm. Holy smokes. Now, keep in mind, you know, I live in a vegetarian household. Yeah. I about went into a coma. Because you had a hot dog. <laughs> hey, now. Hey, now. That's very good. Yeah. Okay, let me give you another plug. Uh, Royal Myanmar. What is that? It's an it's an Asian place that's opened in Westview on Center Avenue. If you enjoy Thai food, I do. You have got to get to the Royal Myanmar. Really? It doesn't look like much from the outside, doesn't look like a whole lot from the inside. These people who own it are wonderful and their food is A 
plus. No kidding. Oh my gosh. If you like Thai food, you have got to try it out. You've got to try it. You've got to try the royal. Their dragon roll sushi is tremendous. Mm. Their fried rice is the single best fried rice I've ever had anywhere. Anywhere. I've fried never rice. had fried rice as good like as they have it there. About fried Listen, rice. you should try their chicken fried rice or their shrimp fried rice. It's it's absolutely fantastic. Their noodle soups are fabulous. I mean, mm-hmm. Royal Myanmar in Westview. Write okay. it down. Go there. Tell them I sent you, and you're going to love it. I mean, it's five fifty-five. I'm so hungry right now. I know. Wouldn't don't you wish you could yes, go to the Royal I do, Myanmar right now? In the, uh, okay. What about uh, we talked about uh, Rico's in the North Hills? Oh, I mean, Rico's is your family's. It mainstay, is. Right? I'm, I'm there. I'm there every single Friday. They had a yeah. lovely tribute to Bruno. Yeah. Uh, there today. Tell me about this. Yeah, so they had it was they, Rico's place as well. Yeah, I'm sorry, Rico. Yeah, Bruno Bruno's loved it there, well. and so at his at the table that he loved to uh, where he loved to sit, they had a they have a, a black cloth out today and photographs of Bruno and a candle and just a little tribute to him. I love People so are walking much. by all day at Rico's and paying their respects Peter. to him. It's wonderful. Very nice. Okay, well, if you're like me, I'm starved. I know. Why are we talking about this? I have this? no idea. Is, is there anything this was in the your station idea, refrigerator? No, it's not. You don't want what's in the station refrigerator. I'm hungry. I, I just might. You, you don't know. want that. This is Robin Trzinski of the Original Mattress Factory. Interested in that half-off mattress sale? Don't be. Most retailers are just promoting half-off a completely made-up price loaded with huge markups. At the Original Mattress Factory, we have never had a sale. Our hand-built quality and value are there every day. And our prices don't change. So take your time and purchase only when you're ready. Don't buy into the half-off sale hype. It simply isn't real. The Original Mattress Factory. Thoughtfully made. Honestly priced. This is Mark Helgerman of Trinity Jewelers. Like you, my family and I love uplifting music that honors and glorifies God. It's played a big part in our personal walk of faith. That's why I'm pleased to be a major sponsor of the music here on Word FM. Tune in for the best of today's Christian music, Saturdays from 12 to 10 and Sundays noon to 6. You can also register for our weekly Christian music CD giveaway. Just stop by our store on Mount Nebo Road during business hours. No purchase necessary. Hope to see you soon. Sponsoring a child with compassion is the most effective way to end extreme child poverty. Release a child from poverty when you become a compassion sponsor. Choose your child now at Compassion.com slash radio. Do your part to release a child from poverty today. It's a hockey night in Pittsburgh. It is a hockey night. The Pens can wrap it up here this evening. I feel good about it. Don't you, Mike, New Mike? First of all, New Mike, are you going to the game? No, No, he's shaking his head. But you got your jersey on. I'm surprised you don't have your jersey on. I had I had to go to an event today, and I, okay. I had to dress up. All right, but believe me, in 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 my head, I'm wearing it's my on. jersey. Okay, fine. Well, I'm holding a um a hockey puck, which is not a real hockey puck, but it's a Word FM hockey puck, and it's very cool looking. It's very cool looking, mm-hmm. and we we bought these as promotional items. Mm-hmm. What to give away? How about can we give away five of these? Would that be okay? Um, 800-320-8255. They're more like foam hockey pucks. Yeah, but they're still cool. Yeah. They're, really yeah, they're cool. not rubber. I mean, right. this is not a regulation puck. But it's no. a really cool puck. But it's kid, it's kid friendly. Okay. Yes, exactly. so, but first, not licensed by the NHL. It is not. No, it says Pittsburgh's back to back champions, Word FM on one side and then WPIT on the other side. What about if, if it would say back to back to back? Hey. That's a tough What if climb, that happened? Yeah. Oh. 
Okay, so uh, give us a call, 800-320-8255. You want your own uh, Word FM hockey puck. And yeah, and, and let's take doesn't. a couple predictions for tonight's game. Um, who do you think is going to be a star on the ice tonight? Do you want to make a prediction? New Mike, you have uh, you have somebody in mind. Chris Letang. Oh, all oh. right. It was good to see him score, yeah. right? Okay. Yeah. Yes. Um, John, do you have a star of tonight's game? Yeah, it's going to be Sid. Oh, you think it is? Without a doubt. All right. And uh, maybe Sid will score another hat trick. Okay. Well, I'm going to say that Brian Dumoulin is going to continue his streak yes. of like oh. unbelievable point getting. Okay. Um, but I do feel like uh, I'm counting on Phil Kessel for two goals. Phil. Mm-hmm. Phil the thrill. Yeah, yeah Phil the thrill because I've got his bobblehead. And it's in a place of honor. Very nice. I'm going to shine a light on it tonight. It's going to help. <laughs> hey, uh, thanks for everybody for being part of our show. And, you know, uh, our, our campaign this week. You guys were just. Oh, my goodness gracious. Un- just unbelievably generous. So kind. Thank you. You really, really are generous. So uh, Monday, we'll see you then. God willing. Sounds good. We'll celebrate uh, Penn's moving on to round two. Okay. Have yourself a great weekend. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Word FM and Salem Communications. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.